0: people Wow!
1: Ah, fun of the week. Vin4G Radio, episode four hundred and ninety-two, for October sixteenth, two thousand seventeen, and we're in the thick of it. Beatrice. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so I have Drew.
2: Yeah. Live nah. Jay. Bandana. Oh
1: wow, that was. Hey. Yeah, hey, I, was,
2: I was going on with the voices, man. You, you
0: you threw it at me. I had to go for it. I'm doing Edward G. Robinson I don't know about anybody else
1: Wow 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 Drew Yeah See
0: Yeah See wow,
1: Goddamn costumes
0: Goddamn costumes <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: Oh man So we're in it We're in the thick of it The big games have started to arrive Are we ready to talk about video games?
0: Sure Sure
1: I don't think you played Any of the big games out this week Drew Nope all right. So what did you play?
0: Well, I played more uh, a hat and time.
1: I am looking forward to playing that.
0: You should play that. Yes. Sir. Uh in fact, I would say that anybody out there who enjoys 3D platformers should play that game. I think that that's uh, a very solid one. There's a few issues here and there, but they're not that bad. I would say the camera needs a little bit of work. Um the camera doesn't like for you to look up. Son like of a bitch really high up you know um now there is a mode you you can hit a button to where you know you can have like a free camera but even then it feels like the floor is getting in the way sometimes i was like look i just want to look straight the fuck up (laughs) let me do that listen here floor we need to have a conversation so um but yeah no that game's great um really high production value just just a really fun game also, it still has. I, I keep running into adult humor that I don't think kids would. I wouldn't say get. I just think it's too much for kids. I well, mean, they, they constantly just say, "Oh, we're gonna kill this guy. Let's kill him." And I was like, "That's not you're gonna say that in a kid's game."
1: Yeah, let's let's wipe him out. Make him sleep with the fishes See,
0: that's right. Rob him out. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not a kid's game then. Everything else points towards a kid's game, though.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think it's probably a game for people who have that Mario 64 nostalgia and let's be fair and let's also be sad because that game is
0: because like, we're in our 30s now yeah, it's like, uh.
1: game's like 20 years old now holy shit
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> but yeah I did play a lot of that it's that's a great game really enjoyed that game looking uh,
1: forward to it when it drops on the consoles
0: did they say when that's coming?
1: they just said fall
0: okay um, so any minute now <laughs> that,
1: that's what I said like, I, I tweet them like once a week I'm like hey fuckers it's fall Where's, yeah. my,
0: where's my game? Uh, yeah, I played that. I also played uh, for review. Can I talk about Raiden?
1: Yeah, it came out last week.
0: Okay, I Raiden mean, 5. it came
1: out like six months ago on Xbox One, so...
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this, this is a remake of an older game.
1: Raiden 5. Uh, I want to say you're right.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I reviewed it on Xbox One. I rem- I'm pretty sure I remember that it was...
0: I think I saw, like, a trademark, you know, of, like, 2000-something. Yeah, probably in ago. Japan,
1: and then they brought it over here, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, riding 5 Deluxe Edition, I think is what it's called. Um, it's a shoot 'em up There's nothing really to talk about.
1: Well, my, like, biggest, my biggest gripe about that game when it launched on Xbox One, like, six months ago, is that that fucker's $40, and it doesn't feel like it has $40 worth of content.
0: No, it it really doesn't. I mean, yeah, there's tons of different difficulties, but you play through that story. I mean,
1: I beat it in like an hour and a half.
0: It doesn't take long, yeah. and and then you, oh, you have boss rush mode, which is just the bosses from the story. Um, I don't, I I can't see that price. Yeah,
2: it shit, was Shit-em-ups shit are all about like playing over and over again with, like, higher scores and difficulties and making it
0: more hard. Does it have at least co-op
2: or anything like that?
0: Uh, not that I know of.
2: No? So no online co-op or just, like, even single, I mean, uh, couch co-op?
1: I know it didn't have online when I did it on Xbox. I-
0: it doesn't have online, but I, I, it may have uh, two-player, you know, split screen. Be- not split screen, but same screen. I'd be surprised if
2: it doesn't because that's one of the the hallmarks of those shooting games. But uh, I remember playing. Um, I forget which one that I reviewed. But anyway, I, I played this one uh, shooting game. I, it was full price, sixty dollars. And I was thinking about like, yes, it took me maybe like two hours to beat the single player campaign. But there was so many unlockables, like remixes, levels, like boss rushes, and all this other stuff. And then if you think about how many hours, if you're really into shooting up shooting uh shooting games like that. Uh, you're gonna be spending a lot of time just trying to perfect your score, trying to beat it in one life, and things like that. So it's really hard to put a value, like a price tag on a game like that. It's um, that's a that's a difficult proposition.
0: You gotta really be in the shoot 'em ups, though. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. I, th- yeah, I, I
1: think it's I think it's also a basic comparison. Like most of those games, when they come out, they know their audience is niche, so they usually price them at a niche price. Mm. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of shmups out there, and most of them are between twenty and twenty five dollars.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have played tons of them in my day, but yeah. they're, I'm not spending thirty bucks on a shoot 'em up.
1: Well, it's but, forty? Uh, I yeah. don't think
2: I don't think any of us are like huge
0: fans of shoot 'em ups at all, though. So
1: I like them, but I'm not like a, obsessed with them.
0: Yeah. 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 But um, and to be honest with you, the the, the biggest shoot 'em up for me is Geometry Wars.
1: Yeah, that game was free and then five dollars.
0: <laughs> Geometry Wars two I think is one of the best shoot 'em ups I've ever played.
1: Game was pretty good. Uh, Rating is thirty five dollars on PS four. They dropped the price.
0: Mm. But yeah, I played that. Um played Overwatch.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah let's, let's get the Overwatch talk out of the way. We had the Halloween event drop.
0: Yep. Well, I played, they brought back Junkenstein's Revenge. Yeah,
1: I beat that once. I played one night. That's all I've played.
0: Okay. Uh, right. You guys got any cool
2: skins?
1: I got them all. Um, since I'm not able to play during the Halloween event because I've got a ton of review stuff, I bought some loot boxes and I got a few. And then when mm-hmm. I played that night, I ended up earning five or six boxes that night and I didn't get anything, didn't get anything. I'd gotten the Zarya in the ones that I bought, so I was happy I about that. I want that one
0: so bad. And Let's then forget.
1: the very last box I got to end the night I was playing had the May and the Zen in it.
2: Oh, two legendaries. Two legendaries. You bastard. Oh, that was a beautiful
1: that, that box. That was lucky.
0: How about you, Drew? I, um, the bad thing is I'm getting the skins that I got. I missed the first time
1: yeah, I yep. a last hours.
0: year. So I got Skolata, I got um oh god, what was the other one? The Reaper one. So yeah yeah I never pump, got I never got the pumpkin one. one.
2: Yeah that's that yeah. was pretty cool too actually.
0: Yeah I really want the the Van Helsing McCree one. It's it's pretty great. I
2: think the skins in general for this event particularly pretty excellent all around. Also I think doesn't McCree say it's high moon? Uh, I don't know, I haven't used that skin yet, so I think he does. But there's a lot of different things. Like I think they went uh, really crazy with Zanietta. Uh especially with like changing his like extra arms into these like really weird looking tentacles for his Cthulhu cultist skin. He says things like "madness consumes us all," and then he says like "experience emptiness" instead of tranquility. So there's a lot of different things, and uh, the tone of his voice changes. So they re- they recorded all these new voice lines and extra things in order to make this uh, skin extra special. And uh, super happy to have gotten dad right away.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I still play that a lot. Um, not much Destiny too.
1: I forgot nope. that game was out.
0: The only Destiny 2 that I've played was with you, Dre.
2: Yeah, we basically just did our reset. Well, I did it a day earlier, and then we mm-hmm. finished off the Nightfall and all that stuff. Uh, uh, that game is, is is going away. It is yeah. going away for me. It's uh, the I had the itch, the addiction to make the numbers go up, but at this point, I'm at like one away from the maximum possible and they're not going to raise that anytime soon and not in any meaningful ways that I can really make my character stronger. So, I'm basically going to probably stop playing the game even through resets uh, after I get my 305.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of done. Yeah. I hate I hate to be that way, but I'm sure since I've got the ultimate edition when the first DLC drops, I'll boot it back up, but I don't know. Like yeah. I, I can't like it's, it's 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 almost hard to get a raid going when damn it was like every night I was doing a raid with somebody in Destiny One.
1: People not playing so as weird. much
0: y- You know, I'm in a Destiny chat that seems like they're playing a lot, or at least they're talking about it a lot. But I mean, even you know Brandon, um, he was saying that the captain. I ask somebody for, hey, anybody want to raid the night? And nobody answers. They're like, well, Destiny Two's dead.
2: Well, our our clan also is very very fragmented, and they they all into different, not only different councils, but different uh, different clans and all that stuff. After we left Destiny One, so I don't blame them. Like they're playing with the people that are the most active. Uh, that they played at the end of the life cycle of Destiny One, so obviously they have a lot more things going. So even if they have less members than we do in our clan for the ZTGD, they because they're more active, they're able to do more things together. And uh, we can get some randoms and get things going, but uh, I don't, ha- I don't really have the desire. Like I'm not one of those people that is going to be the facilitator of getting people together to do these things. I'm one of those people like if you ask me to be there. At a certain time, I can be there. You know, I can you know I can fill in and you know do do my job without any issue. But um, being like a leader, like uh, that's not that's not about me. I don't like that position at all.
0: So, yeah, that's what it is. I thought I think we scared our rando that we got for the nightfall.
2: Um, no, no, no. I was talking to him on Discord because that's where I grabbed him, uh-huh. and uh, he actually apologized for dying a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> we like, all I- died a lot, so. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, he was dying a lot at the beginning too, uh, and then kind of. But regardless, we got it done in one try, man. So what? What more can you ask for, right? Knife supposed to be hard, so you know, one and done. I'm I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, we we randomly recruited a guy off of Discord,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he joined us. Uh, he didn't join the voice chat. Uh, I was thinking maybe scared to talk to us.
2: It's it's possible some people are really shy, man. It's, uh, it's true. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's not like we needed really a lot of coordination, so it was fine. If it was a raid and they didn't have voice communication, that would be kind of a deal-breaker.
0: That'd be a nightmare.
2: (laughs) But for a nightfall, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's pretty much it, to be honest with you. I played a lot of Rampa V3. Where
2: are you at now?
0: I just finished the fourth trial. (laughs) Which is why I was late getting onto the call here.
2: Nice, nice, good stuff um I hope uh, Matt won't have any issues because the fourth and fifth trials are particularly fairly long, so yeah i, w- I want to have the recording done, I know so I mean not Sophie. I always mix up Jamie and Sophie for whatever reason I don't even know why
0: just the friends, they, yeah, that's that, true, that's, yeah, that's how we met Jamie
2: yeah um but they either way, I hope to record another episode uh, next week, and then we'll have one more episode after that,
0: yep. <clears throat> So, yeah. Um,
1: Anything else?
0: No. Nah, log into Guild Wars 2 every once in a while. Do a couple things there. That's about it.
1: I gave you two other games. You haven't booted them up yet?
0: I, you gave me... Well, yeah. Um. I have downloaded both of them, but I have not had time to start them. Gotcha. What are, what are they? Uh, the one of them is a remake of an older Xbox One ga- or Xbox original game.
1: PS2 and Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Rogue. Trooper. Not Rogue Warrior. Rogue Trooper.
1: It's a comic book.
0: It's really? a comic. It's based on a comic. Book? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Why make that game?
1: I. I don't know. Yeah. It's rebellion.
0: Was it, was it? Was it particularly good?
1: Yeah. For the time, it was a decent third-person shooter. Okay. And rebellions got money lately, you know. Sniper Elite is doing well for them, so
0: yeah. Okay. And then the other one is um, Doc, I don't even know what the name of it is. <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's a it's a neat game. You Something should... to
0: do with witches. M-
1: Mages of Mistralia, I think, is what it's called. Mistralia, okay. Mistar... Oh, is that that two D beat em up? No. No. That's no. You Wolver...
0: think of chroni- you're thinking of Chronicles of Mistaria, which is um, Dungeons oh, and Dragons game.
1: Holy shit! They sounded exactly the same. I know. Yeah, right. this game is like a isometric top-down um, action RPG. Well, Diablo. Yeah, you play a witch or something, and you like learn spells to cast. And
2: yeah, this game came out in May of 2017 on PC. So I'm guessing it's making its rounds to console. It's got a very positive review on uh, Steam, though. So that's nice. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I'll definitely dive into those two games this week.
1: All right, Jay. I know you've played a game I've played, but have you played anything else?
2: Yeah, uh, let me talk about the the one that I played a lot of lately, and then we'll go straight into the the big boys, right? Yeah. So I can finally talk about Etrian Odyssey 5, because embargo's tomorrow, and I'm gonna have the review written up uh, tonight because uh, I'm I'm like I'm like at that last stretch of the game. I can beat it, you know. I'm just I'm getting right there, but um, another game came out that kind of made me stop my progress for a bit, but either way I'm going to beat it today, I'm going to write it up so the Etrian Odyssey series is kind of a long running series, it's now at number 5, but there actually have been I think 7 games in the series so far it began kind of its life cycle on the Nintendo DS way back when, and the interesting thing about the Etrian Odyssey series is that I think it is the game that has made use of the the dual system uh, dual a uh, dual screen system and a touch screen, uh, most effectively of basically every game. Because this game is about exploring dungeons, and the thing that you have to do as you explore these new areas is that you have to make your own map. And the way you do that is that you take your little, you know, uh, trusty stylus, and as you go through the area, you kind of fill in, fill in the map, kind of draw the little walls... Of where you're kind of going through, and then try to put in places where you've been and where you want to go. So if you see like a treasure chest or you see some kind of a notable spot, you can drag like a question mark icon on top of the panel and just kind of do that. And the thing about it is that the early earlier Etrian Odyssey games were really way hardcore. They were incredibly difficult. The barrier to entry was. Um, is is nigh impenetrable, is what it felt like to me. That's why I play. I tried to play the older ones like Etrian Odyssey one, two, three on DS, but uh, I couldn't get far at all because it was just too hard. It was too clunky, and uh, but when Etrian Odyssey four came out on the 3DS, I really gave it a shot. And they had all these quality of life upgrades. It was a little a little easier. They had an easier difficulty mode that I was actually taking advantage of. Um And Etrian Odyssey five, I feel like is the kind of almost like a pinnacle of the series. It, it, it takes everything that's good about the Etrian Odyssey experience and just kind of refines it to like a science. And um, the interesting thing about it is that in Etrian Odyssey 4, they had this big overworld that you had to explore before you go into different dungeons and stuff like that. But in this one, it kind of goes back to its roots, I, I suppose quite literally, because you're climbing this giant tree called the Yggdrasil. And obviously you know everyone's heard of the the tree name before it's quite mythical and uh you're basically climbing it uh just one level at a time and you're trying to reach the top and um as you continue the areas you're you know basically mapping out every every panel you know every floor every wall that you kind of brush up against As you're fighting against some really tough enemies gathering new items and you have these enemies called the f o e s you know the foes and when you first encounter them. You're completely outmatched.
0: They will murder. You're screwed if you run into yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, you
2: played an Etrian Odyssey game too, Drew.
0: Oh yeah, I played uh, at least two of them, and then also played the Persona one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Persona Q um, is actually basically made by the Etrian Odyssey people, but you know, it uses Persona three and four characters. Yep. Um, the gameplay wasn't as good as the the mainline games, but it was still enjoyable because you know it had a, the throwback to the Persona series. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. It was good. Uh, good uh, entry. For people that are not in, I you know, that don't know about Etrian Odyssey in general. So you have to run away from these enemies. And it's not just about like you encounter them and you just press the run button. No. You see them in the world, you see them in the map. And as you move one panel at a time, they also move one panel. Or sometimes they can actually go through environments. They, some of them fly, some of them move multiple panels. So you have to really examine the way that they move. And they become these living obstacles that you have to overcome. And as you play through the game, your characters get stronger that you build basically from scratch. You choose the race of the the the, uh, the playable characters along with uh, their class, and there's like four different distinct races, ten different classes, two specialization branches. So their customization is crazy because you can have up to five characters at a time, and you want to kind of min max the best you can because the game is still pretty difficult. And just when you're feeling like, oh, I'm getting the hang of it you'll reach the next next zone basically next level and it'll be like a brand new world uh a like the new world. exactly you know b- b- minus the magic carpet oh, shit. but don't uh... you dare close your eyes
1: Oh, thank you Drew thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: man that song is really catchy though it is, it is.
0: it's a great fucking song oh, anyway
2: I-, I know i know too many lines of that song for me to like admit it's so, like I can I can sing it right now if I wanted to. But anyway, uh, so you go to these uh, these places, and one could be like this incredibly beautiful green forest. The other one could be like filled with lava. The other one could be like a wintry Iceland where there's ice traps everywhere. So every zone that you go to feels like a different uh, different world. Anyone? Anyone? No? No, I did.
1: I hit my one. limit for the. Day. We, we okay. passed.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was past okay. it. Just, just, just in case, you know, I'm giving the space there. So, it's always exciting, man. Like, whenever you go to a new area, you're just, like, mapping out new zones, encountering new enemies. I think, out of any game that I play that's, like, an RPG game, this gives me the sense, like, a true feeling of exploration. The feeling, because you're, you literally are mapping out every single floor, every single wall, uh, every treasure map, and every, uh, you know, adventure log that you encounter. And add to that, you also run into situations where, let's say for example, you're in this kind of like sandy environment and you notice that there's a path in front of you. And the game would say, there is a path, it looks a little soft, do you want to try to kind of go across it? Do you want to try to go grab some branches or something like that to use kind of as like a tool to kind of help you get across it? Or do you want to just avoid it entirely? And depending on what you choose, obviously different things will happen. But regardless whether something terrible happens to you or you do something good, you learn from that experience, and everyone gets a little bit of experience. They level up, and it kind of goes into your adventure log of things that happen during uh during these uh during the dungeon crawling, so to speak. It's just a wonderful, wonderful game because when you play this game, you're always kind of uh, in that in that feeling of awe, you know, it's just like you just. Really want to see what's next. You want to see the next foe. You want to see the next next zone and see what it's going to be like. And because you have such uh, limitless customization when it comes to these characters, you really feel like you own everything that's going in. Like if you fail, it's basically your fault because you didn't prepare well enough. And um, I think I Eternal a Five in particular ought to do pretty well because it's got that it's got that balance of difficulty and. Uh, difficulty and the right kind of challenge so you can go in thinking that like oh you know I'm going to play it on basic mode and advanced mode there is two modes and the basic mode will still offer you a ton of challenge regardless so yeah I I really enjoyed the game now that I'm basically at the end game I got my characters really powered up and I feel attached to these characters because I built them from the bottom up and just taking them through this wild adventure of climbing these dozens of floors all the way to the top of this mythical tree is pretty awesome uh but yeah, I look forward to my review probably sometime next week. And uh well let's just get right into it. Uh I played a lot of the Evil Within too. I want to get your impressions first, Ken.
1: Yes. <clears throat> yes. I it was uh <clears throat> it was a hell of a week. Um and thankfully I, I will be done. The rest of you fuckers can handle the rest of the month. Uh <laughs> but I ended up with three of the biggest games of October to review in one week, and one of them was the Evil Within. Um I feel like this game, for me, fixed almost all of the problems I had with the first game. What were these problems? The biggest problems I had with the first game were pacing. I felt Mm -hmm. that the first game was very poorly paced. Like, there were some really great sections of that game, and there were sections of that game that just really just dragged on and on and just were not interesting. Um, I felt that the combat felt a little little sloppy in the first Mm -hmm. game. Um, I thought I felt that there was way too much reliance on stealth, and in this game you can still do stealth, you can still play that way. But for people like me who are impatient, you can kind of jump in and, and do some combat, and it is viable, um, especially with things like the bottle when you get attacked and you can hit with the bottle, um, the one hit kill axe that you can find. Um, it is only a one use, so that's you know that that makes encounters more fun because you got to pick.
2: The most flimsy axe makers of all time. Yeah, right? exactly. What kind of axe breaks one
1: hit? Come yeah, on. it's it's a one hit kill, but you can only use it once. So it's like, when do you choose to use it? Um, mm-hmm. The environments are, are, you know, like in the first game, there was that one area that everybody always talks about, the farm area, where it was open enough that you could do, you know, you could, you could have more uh, freedom with your combat. You could do what you wanted to do. You could kind of move around and, and set things up. And there's a lot more of that in this game because the the in between areas are kind of like hub areas. So you can you can kind of pick and choose your paths and plan your attacks and things like that. So it's just I love the crafting on the fly too from your weapon wheel. Like oh, that's that is so
2: inefficient. It, you got to go to the
1: workbench. No, no it is because you don't you it costs more to do it. Yeah. But in a pinch it's nice yeah, to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, ooh, you're a uh, sound like a bug zapper over there. What was that? Uh, no idea. Every time you talk I hear the bug zapper. <laughs>
2: Do you hear it now? Yes. Really? Okay. Let me try to figure that out.
1: Alright. But no, that's, it's just a lot of little things. A lot of quality of life stuff. Now, there are still some issues. Uh, another thing to talk about, performance on consoles in the first game was very bad. Um, lots of frame rate issues. Lots of you know bad loading times. The second one has like none of that. Like loading into new areas, or uh, loading a save game, or from when you die, is extremely quick, at least on Xbox One. Uh, The performance is much better, the game looks good, Um, but there are still some things in that game that really kind of drive me nuts. Um, For example, the transition to do an upgrade, where you have to go through the whole animation, that's kind of annoying. Um, There's a new section in the game where you go through these things called the Marrows, where you go from one area to another area. And you walk up to a computer to start loading the simulation. Kind of semi-spoilers there for those that haven't played the first game. Um, And when you transition, you use the computer to switch the area. But then after it loads, because it does like a loading screen, you have to walk up and hit the computer again. And it just feels like an overabundance of of action for a simple result. Mm -hmm. So it feels like that could have been streamlined a lot better. Um, same with the upgrades and going through the mirrors and so like the mirrors are actually pretty fast, like you hold the button and you you switch immediately, but you know sitting down at the chair to do upgrades feels really it feels like it takes a long time so okay. but no, i'm i am i 'm gonna finish it hopefully tomorrow or the day after and write my review but i 'm i 'm on chapter twelve I believe there's seventeen chapters.
2: Uh, I I think I heard something similar as well. Yeah, I got to chapter eleven or eleven it, or twelve. I'm not sure. It's which one. you.
1: You basically yeah. You kind of get like there's a spot where you feel like the game could have ended, and then it starts like a second act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I was like, when I beat that part, I was like, this can't be the end, right?
2: <laughs> oh no, no, no! Not, definitely not. Um. What I'll say about how's my mic? By the way, it it's better? It's,
1: better. it's better. It's better. It's clean. Okay. Now.
2: Okay, um, so what I'll say is that I when sort of media ba- blackout after the trailer at e- back in E3 because, you know, when I'm certain that I'm going to play a game, I'll do my best to stay away from any kind of information so I can just go into it fresh. And I was surprised to find that these, uh, these zones that you uh, have access to, that you have to kind of go from point A to point D, were so much bigger than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, you have these hubs called safe houses, and uh, you have these big zones as part of this town called Union, and um, you're able to freely basically explore the other houses, and uh, pretty surprising, I think I think a lot of the houses were like basically interactable, a lot more than I was expecting. I thought they were going to be mostly just set dressing where you just kind of go from one objective to the next. Because that's how that's basically how Evil Within uh, One did it, where it was a very linear experience. And even the Farmland, which had more places you could explore and kind of see uh, things, is very small compared to what you can see in this game. And uh, as as you guys know, like my history with open world games are not good. I think when it comes down to uh, adding open world to uh, games that didn't originally have it in its uh, kind of blood, and it's, it all you know. It often makes us so that the game is worse. It kills like the pacing because you're often more encouraged to go around the world looking for upgrades and items and stuff like that. I play the game on nightmare, so I needed to basically scavenge everything that I could. So I found myself kind of checking every nook and cranny, and that in itself is pretty enjoyable. But that also made me kind of uh you know feel feel less involved with the main story arc because I was taking so much time in between. I think when I got to chapter three, I'm not sure about you, Ken, but I spent like an hour and a half in that chapter alone, just going through every house and every place that I could go. I explored that whole map that you're you know, you have access to. I got like a sniper rifle, you know, I got like a shotgun. I got a bunch of like Ammo patch a patch upgrade, patch upgrades and if I didn't get all these things I would have had a really hard time progressing through the game. So I'm glad that I did. But at the same time, like this is not this is not exactly what I was expecting. And not to say that, you know, getting exactly what you're expecting is always a good thing. But I'm kind of on the border right now whether this whole pseudo open world is, is good for the game as a whole what do you, what do you feel about that
1: i, I i'm kind of mixed um, mm-hmm. like i 'm not playing on the hardest difficulty, so it's not it's not as you know imperative that I go and search everything but I did mm-hmm. do the side missions because all there's it seems like there's a side mission per hub world and yeah. the side mission rewards are really great because like in the first area he marks all of the the uh, the soldiers so you can go pick up items from them. And then you go into the next area, and then they unlock all these like supply cash boxes when you do that yeah. side mission. So it seems like there's a really good reason to do those side missions. But yeah, if I was playing on a harder difficulty where I had to search every house, because I did not have to search every house, although I did do all of the, um, oh, what do they call those? the The signals that you have to go find? I did mm-hmm. do all of those. I did do the side mission, and I did do some exploring around the town, but I didn't feel... <clears throat> But I had to necessarily do everything to survive my because the combat's just more viable in this game. Whereas in the first game, you know, one or two enemies is not gonna happen uh, you know without losing all of your ammo, where in the second game, at least on, you know, normal difficulty, you can you can take down four or five enemies without much issue.
2: Yeah, definitely. Especially what I liked about evil within one carries over to Evil Within Two and I think is that that crossbow is awesome. Like, I, I love the utility of that crossbow. I'm not sure how much you used it. But um, once I got uh, a few of those, I literally started using them in conjunction. One of the things, like, I would throw a bottle, you know, in the middle of a bunch of enemies. And then I would throw, like, I would use the explosive shot bolt. Yeah. And then, boom, you know, just right in the middle of them. They just all blow up. Or I got the upgrade, which I highly recommend you do. The upgrade, the smoke. Uh, smoke uh, arrow, did you upgrade that at all? I
1: haven't upgraded the smoke arrow. I've upgraded the electricity and the, and the explosive one.
2: The smoke is, I think, dare I say, overpowered. So what it does is that after you get the third upgrade for that, after they're inside the smoke, they're stunned for 12 seconds. You can just go up, literally run up to them and stealth kill them. (laughs) So if you get like four or five of them in the smoke, and the smoke uh, radius is huge, they're all marked red. You just run up to them, stealth kill, stealth kill, stealth kill. It's like five stealth kills in a row, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's, uh... That's like that was one of the things that I kind of leaned on, maybe a little too much during certain situations that uh, really helped me sustain my like ammunition and stuff like that. Uh, there's also a good variety of weapons. I think there's uh, there's just, just like shotguns alone. I think I found like three different shotguns already, like three different types of pistols. Yeah. So you can you can kind of go and switch between them. Um, I, I have to if- I
1: have to say this about the shotgun real quick. Did uh, did Tango bring in IdWorks to design that shotgun? Because got. Damn! (laughs) Did you get the double barrel? No, I haven't got the double barrel yet, but just the regular shotgun, like the impact and the sound and just the satisfaction of watching his head explode. It's so good.
2: It's it's, it's, it's pretty great. They they pop like watermelons. Oh, man, that shotgun
1: is one of the best shotguns in video games. It's really good.
2: Yeah, well, just wait until you get the double barrel, dude. I'm looking forward to that.
1: I haven't liked the pistols. I keep going back to the original. I have the silenced and the red dot sight. And I keep going back to the regular one.
2: You'll you'll get another one that you're gonna like. Okay. Better. Yeah. But this it's tied to a side quest though, so I'm sure you I'm sure you'll run into it. Oh yeah, I've
1: done I've done every side quest that I have found. So. Yeah. It's
2: um. But overall, man, like despite my hesitation about the open world nature, I've been really enjoying the game. I think the combat. Well, first of all, I, I'll have to say that I started using a controller on TV. I'm playing the PC version. And I like to, obviously, connect my PC to the TV, so I play with a controller, you know, just kind of sitting down on the couch or whatever. But when I unlocked that shooting gallery minigame, I was like, I gotta switch to mouse and keyboard for this. I aced <laughs> that. Oh, you aced it all too, huh? Yep. But well, you, you did it with a controller. I got frustrated using a controller to do that, and then I switched over to mouse and keyboard, and I did the entire thing. just oh, one. Oh, I'm sure like, mouse uh, and
1: keyboard on that is super easy because it's, yeah. it's just a flat background. Mm-hmm. But even with a controller, I was able to get it. I didn't shoot the nurse once.
2: Nice. Did you use auto aim?
1: No, 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 no. You can't use auto aim in that area. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they okay, completely okay. disable it in that area. I use it in the game because you know I don't, I don't feel the need. The the aiming is not the reason why I play that game. But mm-hmm. in that in that particular uh, mini game, you can't use it. So
2: yeah, uh, I think I think a lot of people are gonna feel. Uh, gonna feel the same way like I did when they first start the game, about like, ah, this is not... This is, this doesn't feel like a Evil Within game when they start, because of the big open world and the fact that you're... There's, like, there's literal, like, dialogue options, man, you know? That wasn't in the first Evil Within. This feels more like a Bethesda game than it does a Tango Gameworks. And, um, that's good and bad, you know, because, you know, you still have those animation bugs and those texture pop-ins all the time, but, um... <sighs> Uh, you know, just that's kind of more or less nitpicky compared to the actual game. The the option, the strategy of taking down these wave of enemies that are usually pretty tough. If you want to just take out your gun and just start shooting at them until they're dulled end, you're going to u- use up basically all of your bullets. So you have to really think about it. You can use stealth to try to take them down one at a time. You can try to draw them in, take them out all at once. And based on what kind of weapons you like to use... There's just a lot of fun to be had in, in taking down the enemies. And the storyline is pretty enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't say that it's the main selling point of the game. I think the game has a good uh, sense of atmosphere. I think there are some uh, situations and settings. One in particular that really stood out to me um, that so I won't spoil. Chapter 9. That was very good. Yeah, I, I really like
1: Chapter 9. That's <laughs> that's when the game really kicked in for me. Like I, I liked it through the first 8 chapters. But I've really liked it more after Chapter 9.
2: Yeah. There, there's one boss fight in particular that I thought was really well done, which is pretty rare for a third-person shooter. I think third-person shooters are kind of notorious for having bullet-spongy bosses or like gimmick bosses that are not fun to fight. But um, the symbolism and the what if you played the original game, and you should most definitely have played the original game before you go into two. I think I got a question from Twitter asking me, like, I have the first game, but I haven't played it yet. Do I need to play it? I said, no, you don't have to, but you should.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, 1 is a good game. There's a lot of context in the story that you're not going to get. Now, I, I yeah. will be the first to say that I don't think the Evil Within story is great mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a whole between the two games, but if you don't know what's going on, the beginning of that second game is going to be like, well, what the fuck is this thing? What? Why yeah. What is he doing this for, you know?
2: It doesn't really do anything to do like a flashback or rundown of what happened in the previous games. No, game, so. no, they just assume no, you they, just know
1: they assume you know what STEM is and the reason yeah, why yeah. he's going in it, so you should probably play that first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's uh first game. I, I played it like a couple
2: months back. and it's it's aged fairly well and with all the patches and the optimization of getting rid of the letterboxing and it having like really solid frames on PC now, I think it's definitely worth playing. Um but I'm excited to finish Evil Within two. I don't think I have too much left, but um, it's always nice to get a hard game in October of all time. So
1: yeah, and, a, and a solid one at that. Like a pl- yeah, when yeah. I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, so this isn't exactly like the greatest game ever made, but mm-hmm. I miss playing a game like this. So. Yes, most certainly. I just I really wish you could pull the camera back a little further. <laughs>
2: Uh, do you have an FOV meter
1: in console? Not in console. I'm, I'm The oh, the X patch no. is already installed, and I'm wondering uh-huh. if it's in that, but I won't know. I, it I would hope
2: so, because that's the first thing I did. I, I, walked, I started the game up, and I was like, wow, Sebastian takes up 16% of the screen. Yeah. Let me go ahead and change that. And the FOV was set to something like 60, and I changed it all the way up to 90. I was like, okay, this looks like an actual game now.
1: Right, yeah, so. I need I need yeah. that F O V slide. They added it, I think, to the first game, but you know, I, I yeah, they, they did eventually, I believe. I need it now.
2: <laughs> I hear it, it launched without pro support. Is that true? Yeah, it launched without pro Weird.
1: support, and I guess well, the X patch is already there. Like, there's a there's a neat little trick you can do on Xbox One to see what games have you know the X patch installed already, and I noticed that that one is one of the ones that does. So okay, well. I,
2: I played on PC on Ultra 1080. I could have probably pushed it to uh, 1440p, but I was like, I, I like I like the steadier frames. Uh, looked It looked alright. I think only during those scenes where they're having those dialogue with those dead fish eyes, I was like, it's a Bethesda game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you expect it. It's a, it's fine, whatever. But yeah, that's basically it for me, really. I to Odyssey, uh, Overwatch, and Evil Within two taking up all my time this week.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Evil Within was a side story for me this week, because I ended up with everything all at once. Uh, Yeah, okay. Embarrassing. I will talk about Shadow of War first. I played that. Um, That game is really good. Mm. So, that game is also way too big. The first ten hours of that game, I kind of feel like I want to call that the prologue. And... It is essentially what you remember playing Shadow of Mordor. It's a lot of the same systems, mechanics, ideas. You know, go around the world, uh, get these, uh, you know, the Nemesis system, killing enemies, uh, learning their, their weaknesses. And then that game opens up after hour 10 and becomes a whole nother level of systems and you start building armies by dominating orcs and you start sieging castles and putting those orcs in charge of said castles and spending, you know, 30 to 40% of the game in a menu to place enemies it's ridiculous how much stuff is in this game
2: Is it is it compelling stuff? Because a lot of games have a lot of stuff, and if it's not fun to do, it's just busy work.
1: Every system in this game is compelling except for the story missions. (laughs) The story (laughs) missions are the worst part of this game. And it's weird because, like, you would think a Lord of the Rings game, the biggest selling point would be the lore. And that is the least interesting part of this game. Uh, The Nemesis system is super fun. Once again, uh, there seems to be... The dynamics between the orcs now is so much better than it was in the first game. Like, you will run into much more colorful characters than you did. Like, there's literally characters in this game that when you meet them, they sing you a song on their little lute. Like how they're going to kill you by singing a song on their lute. And then Mm. they have sarcasm, and and some of them are just flat-out stupid. And, like, it's just so... the, The range of dynamics between the orcs is so interesting. And Shadow of War is the epitome of, you know, those moments that you have in the game tell a better story than the game did. So, it's just... That game is so good, and if you have the time to put into that game, it is super rewarding. Uh,
2: I have my rental copy sitting, but Evil Within 2 is more important to me.
1: No, no, I understand that. Uh, But I think Shadow of War, and, and the thing is, is you have to dedicate yourself to it. It can't be one of those games you play for an hour or two and decide, you know, this is how I feel about this game. Although, if you don't like it in the first hour or two, you're, you're not going to like the game itself. Because it okay. is pretty much the same first game. It's, you know, traversing these large environments, doing all these uh, side missions, you know, interacting with the Nemesis system, playing some, you know, rhythm-based uh, Batman combat, Um If you've played the first, you know what to expect as far as the way the game plays and what you're expected to do. Uh, If you do sink yourself into it, though, there is just so much to see and do, and it is all really interesting outside of, like I said, the story missions. The story missions just, just do not do it for me. Like, every time I did one, I did it more or less to progress myself because there are powers and abilities locked behind some of the story missions that you need to unlock, so...
2: What do you think is the failing of the story missions? Why do you feel like they're not compelling or interesting?
1: I don't think they take advantage of the systems that that game provides. Like, the best part about that game is obviously the nemesis system and the combat, and a lot of the story missions are, you know, sneak from point A to point B and talk to this guy, and sometimes they feel really out of context because you'll run into an area with like 300 enemies, and they're all getting ready to attack you, but a cutscene triggers, and hey, they're all gone you know it's just it's really weird obscure stuff like that and then the fact that if you're a lord of the rings fan you're probably going to be pissed because they're they're playing very fast and loose with the lore of that series i mean everybody knows about sexy shelob at this point right and and that's just that's just weird yeah uh. and, and spoilers there's another ring huh, how about uh, that, you know? Huh. Okay, sure, why not? I don't know. It's, that stuff just feels really weird.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like Lord of the Rings, but I'm not... I wouldn't say that I'm a huge, huge fan of it. I enjoy the movies, and that's basically the extent of it. How do you, how do you feel about that series in general, Ken?
1: I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I enjoyed okay. the movies. I couldn't watch them, like, regularly, because they're way too fucking long. I, no, man. Um... <laughs> But I feel like this game just does the fan service, like it checks the boxes like, oh hey, here's Gollum, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know know Shelob? You've heard her name, right? Yeah, she's in this game and she's a hot goth chick. It's just, it's weird. So weird. And I still think it's hilarious that they've actually narratively explained, you know, that you can die in the game, because the dude just brings you back, and then he gets pissed about it. Like, that dude really needs some anger management issues.
2: The the Elvin dude, right?
1: Telebrimbor, yeah, he's damn man. He's pissed at you all <laughs> the time. Every time you die, he's like why, why don't you stop it? I do like his introduction to the double jump though. He's just he just kinda shows up, he's like, Ha ah, this will help. Here, take it <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every game needs a double jump. And he's
1: like, Now you can double jump off a of map, uh, have fun. Like he's such a he's such a nasty prick, but no, that <sighs> that game Man, I wish I had more time to play it because I think there's about 50 to 60 hours worth of game there. And it's it's all very compelling. I put about 25 30 in it so far and it's just I don't feel like I've scratched it. Like I feel like there's just so much more to see and do.
2: That that sounds intimidating. It, it is. It makes me less likely to play the game. That's week.
1: that's my biggest issue with that game is that game is super interesting uh, mm-hmm. and super good, but I just don't have the time to give it what it deserves. That game should have been released like two months ago or two months from now.
0: Oh, you,
2: are
1: you talking about the original release date that they had set? Yeah, yeah. That would that, <laughs> have, have been perfect. That would have been pretty good, yeah. Oh, Also, I will say, that far into the game, I have felt no reason to buy loot boxes, just to just to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I Most have of plenty. the people's
2: complaints came after being in the game or into the into the after game so yeah, well. we'll talk about it after if you get to that point
1: yeah i i'm sure i will at some point but it just i don't know whatever at this point i felt like i would have gotten my 60 bucks out of that game already and then what was funny is they sent me the gold edition with the season pass and i'm like mm. there's no fucking way i need more content for this game <laughs> Oh, but man, I I have to give a lot of credit to the guys that made that game because they really did take the first one and just just take it up to like the next level. It feels like it feels like the difference between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, like the amount okay. of content. And I know that's a bad comparison because everybody knows Asylum is a better game. I know, but it feels like that jump from one to two. So, and finally, I played South Park: The Fractured Butthole. It's real. Can you, you, can, you can talk about it. The embargo lifts at 7 a.m. Uh, nice. the morning of this podcast goes live, so I can talk it, about it.
2: It's Thanks to this game's existence, I know that I won't be playing Shadow of War, at least for another two weeks. Yeah, so... Because uh, b- it's dropping soon.
1: I didn't believe that this game actually existed until I hit start and you know actually participated in a battle. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still that...
2: It's, it's been in development for a long, long time, Ken.
1: And it's been delayed a lot, and there was rumors it was delayed out of October. Really? Yeah, there was. A, I remember back at Gamescom, there was a, a rumor floating around that it was being silently delayed until December.
2: Oh, well, glad I didn't. Well,
1: maybe that would have been better? I don't know, man. October's crazy. It is crazy, but... And, and I apologize, I have not put as much time... Like, this is the game I put the least amount of time into this week because it is the furthest out in the releases of stuff that I'm reviewing. So I'm about, I want to say, four to five hours into this game. Okay. Uh, and it is broken up kind of the same way the first game was where each chapter is kind of a day. So you go through the day and then you go to bed at night and that's when the you know it kind of moves to the next act. Um, I'm at the end of the first night. I have not finished the first night because when you go to bed, you also have to sneak out. Because if you remember, this is no longer fantasy setting. You're now a superhero. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you...
0: <laughs> are you a douchebag again or no?
1: No. Uh, you're with, What does Cartman always call me? It's like a uh, butthead or something like that. He calls me something um, throughout the entire game, and I can never remember what it is. But throughout the game, what you're doing is you're filling in your superhero uh, origin story. So, each mission, you're doing a different thing. So, at the beginning of the game, you can pick between three powers. Uh, you can pick between uh, Fire, Bruiser, and uh, Speedster. So, those are the three that you can pick. Um, I've gotten to the point in where you get to pick a second power, and they call it a complementary power. Uh, so, you get to pick a, another, another thing that you can do. Like, I picked Elemental there, so I could do, like, freeze attacks and stuff like that. Um... And then you slowly fill in your backstory. So you start by Cartman. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what the backstory is because it's fucking hilarious. Um, They do like this little comic book panel to tell you your backstory. And then they rewrite it later. Um, And everything on your card gets filled in. So eventually there's a mission about your gender. And you have to do that. Um, There's a mission about your weakness. So what is your kryptonite? You have to do that mission. Um, and the combat is kind of the same, but kind of different. So, it's still turn-based, um, combat, but now they use, uh, tactical tiles. So, you have to move your character around the battlefield, much like a, uh, Final Fantasy tactics style game, to position yourself to do certain attacks. Um... When you attack, there's still action meters, different action meters. Some of them require you to press buttons at a certain time. Some of them require you to mash a button. Um, I think, I think that might be it. But there's you know, there's always sometimes like a little mini game that you have to do when you do an attack, and it just depends on which attack you're performing. Uh, there's still status effects. You can make people bleed. You can gross them out. Um, every character has an ultimate that builds up. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but Jimmy's is the best. Uh, I even recorded a video clip of it. Uh, it literally makes me laugh out loud every time. So who's I...
0: who's the party members that you can get?
1: So in the game, you get what they call buddies. Yeah, and like in the first game. Yeah, so the first uh, part of it I've picked up, I have uh, the human kite. I have uh, the mosquito. Uh, I have Jimmy, who is fast pass. <laughs> I'm sorry Pass? Pass? Fast. He's a speedster and his name is Fastpass He also is the fast travel character again So he runs you from uh, Travel point to travel point
0: Timmy or Jimmy
1: Jimmy Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy was
0: the fast travel guy Okay well in, in this one team. it's
1: Jimmy In this one Timmy is Professor X Okay And I'm sorry but that's the most perfect thing ever Um Damn this game! It's the writing in it is fantastic.
0: All right, so who are, who are the characters? You named their superhero power uh, superhero names, but who is it?
1: Uh the human kite is Kyle. The mosquito is Stan. Uh, Jimmy is Fastpass. Timmy is I forget what his name is in the game, but he's like Professor X. Um, oh God, is it is it not Clyde? Who's it? Craig. So Craig is just Super Craig. That's his name, and the only thing his costume is is an S on his hoodie. Which is kind of hilarious.
0: Does he just flick people off? Yep, that's actually okay.
1: one of his moves. In when he when you fight with him, is he flips them off and it uh, aggro's them.
0: <laughs> it pisses them off, yeah. And,
1: and then he puts a shield on himself. <laughs>
2: So does the combat feel more tactical thanks to these tiles and, you know, putting emphasis on how you position your allies and how you kind of take care of the enemies?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, the moves will be different based on which tile you're standing on. Some of them will do vertical tiles. Some of them will do, you know, straight horizontal tiles. Some of them will be area of effect. Um, so you really have to position yourself. And you have to watch where the enemy positioning themselves as well. So, you know, you can see an enemy, and you can see what they're casting, so you can see that, you know, this character is building up a move for two two turns, so you might want to take him out before he hits you with his attack. Um, it's very involved, like, it's not a combat system where you can just sit there and press A. You know, some moves require you to do the the, the minigame, some of them don't. Uh, all of the moves are explained. You also have summons that you can call. I got my first summon, which is Moses. And he literally comes down And heals the entire party God this is so This is so much great shit In this game Uh,
2: Do you think the game sells itself Only to South Park fans Or just like uh, Like RPG fans in general I think you really need
1: to be a South Park fan to play Mm -hmm. Because there doesn't feel like there's Like combat is like a side story in this game. You spend a lot of time walking around, exploring South Park, talking to characters, doing side missions that make sense if you're a South Park fan. Um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of expected humor in it, but there's also a lot of stuff that, that really kind of caught me off guard that I thought was hilarious. And like I said, I'm only four or five hours into this, and I feel like this is a solid 15 to 20 hour game. So, yeah, we'll see how it how it progresses forward, but so far it's been, it's been really well written. Um, I haven't had it. There's a new, okay, so there's a new, you know, how you, in the first game, I think you could like pull the left trigger and move like a cursor around to do stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff added to that. Like you can throw fireworks at the wall to, you know, open up areas. Um, the toilet minigame is returned and it now, it now keeps track of it, which, to- which toilets you've dominated. And all of this stuff goes on your character card as, like, challenges. So, like, there's challenges for defeat so many 6th graders and defeat so many um, uh, Raisins Girls and, you know, different stuff like that. And when you meet those challenges, it gives you XP bonuses. You level extremely slow in this game. Okay. Uh, I think after 5 hours, I'm only a level 4 or 5. And you only get XP for doing battles and completing quests. So, it's not like you just get XP out in the world for doing anything else. Um, You can also put, um, like, buffs on your armor. So, you can change your costume at any time you want, but then you, for every time you level up, you unlock these slots on your armor that you can put status buffs on. So, you can make your might stronger, or you can make your um, resistance to elemental damage higher, or things like that. So... You unlock that's essentially it's so far all I've unlocked when I level up are new slots. So and you don't unlock one with every level.
2: All right, seems like there's a lot of like customization and things you can do with uh, the character, which is nice to see. I'm just curious because uh, I think South Park, the original South Park game, was known for the extremely raunchy stuff, right? Oh yeah, the, you know the the scene where you're shrunk down, the scene where you're at that clinic. And uh, all that stuff. So I'm curious how they're gonna try to one up that crazy series of events in this game. I'm, I'm just, I know those guys are Matt and Trey Parker. They're they're, they're insane people, and in the, in the best possible way. And I'm gonna, this is kind of a game that kind of really picks their brain and lets them go crazy with some of the ideas that they can't even show on their television show. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking forward to that the most.
1: There's definitely been a couple of moments in there in this game where I'm like, oh. Ooh, okay
2: <laughs> looking forward to reading the Kotaku article about this scene <laughs> yeah there's uh
1: there's there's definitely a scene in that game that I think is gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way uh, and that's just something I've seen early on
2: that's fine that's like that's that's what's expected right? they're they're very much provocators in some way. It's
1: it's kind of weird playing this game, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but there's obviously a section where you go to the church and you get locked in a room with two priests who are trying to, well, you know... Of course. Like, that part didn't even, like, phase me. Like, I kind of expect... And that's a weird thing to expect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, but as soon as I went in the church, I'm like, oh, I know what this side mission's going to be about. It's South Park, so clearly we're going to have that... But no, it's I'm really really enjoying it. Um, I can't wait to see the rest of it. Uh, just like you, know, you know, hear
0: something weird, hmm. and this is something that uh, it, being a big South Park fan for years, mm-hmm. uh, the first game had no mention of it, and I guess this one won't either. They have completely cut off Chef.
1: Yeah, there was a reason for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, isn't that weird? You know, you got the greatest hits. You know, South Park: The Stick of Truth is supposed to be like the greatest hits of South Park. And
1: you you were wrong. Did you beat South Park's Ticket shows?
0: I did not beat it. No.
1: You need to beat it because you're wrong. Really? Mhm.
0: Shows up at the end, huh? Mhm.
1: And I think that's kind of the joke.
0: <laughs> Probably what? Somebody goes to hell, and then there's chefs down there.
1: Uh, no, if, if I remember correctly, and, and you know, sorry, statue limitation on this game. It's kind of old. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the final boss. Really? If I, if I remember correctly, somebody correct uh, me if I'm wrong.
2: It's, it's been way too long, I don't remember. Uh, all I know is that I think there's some kind of a mythical fart or some kind. And if someone gets possessed, uh, I, I think it's, Chef is involved in there somehow, but yeah, I don't know if it's the last boss.
1: Kenny is the one that gets possessed at the end of the game. Yeah. And I'm, hmm. I'm pretty sure you have to fight Chef. Okay. So I and, need to finish that game, yeah. Yeah, because it's just like the episode where they... You know, after he left and they just kept recycling his lines. He's yeah. lines, yeah. Yeah, they st- it's kind of the same thing here. He just keeps going, like, Hello, children!
0: I want to make love to <laughs> you, <the children.
1: laughs> I want to I put my balls in your butthole. <laughs> God, that yeah. episode was so good. <laughs> no, no, if you love the first game, you're going to like the second game. You've really got to be a fan of South Park, though. If you're not a fan of South Park, this is not just a good tactical RPG to play. <laughs>
2: If you if you ever written an article about PC culture on, on the website, this game probably isn't for you. Nope. You Definitely
1: know? not. Uh the member berries are in it though, so there's that. Anyway. Um yeah, that's that's really the big stuff I'm playing. So this week is all about finishing those three games up and writing reviews for them and then being like, Oh good, the only thing I have left to review in October is Mario.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then you guys can take care of the rest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> After taking the four biggest ones of them all. No, well, no, no, I, no, 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 like I did thing.
1: not take the four. There's still Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein. Assassin's Creed can suck a big nut, but Wolfenstein, I will say, is is a big one. That's sure. uh, that's, a Drew, that's a Drew jam right there. That's mine. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I, I 100% agree with I
1: that. Am, I'm stoked for Assassin's Creed. You can eat a dick. I think that's going to be one of oh, the best dude, games man. of the month.
2: All right, you know, I mean... Maybe for Assassin's Creed fans, I suppose. Uh, but at I'm, this point, I'm kind of gone.
1: I'm excited for that game like a lot. I, I'm I'm happy <sighs> that I don't have to review it, so I can wait and play Wolfenstein first, and then play Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed on my X. Uh, yeah,
2: well, Wolfenstein, you know for sure it's going to be a shorter game than Assassin's Creed. So,
1: well, obviously, but it's still yeah. probably going to be 15 hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, Assassin's Creed is one of those things. Is if you want to do the stuff, it's going to be like 40, 50 hours.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, I know. And I can play it yeah. on my X, and it's going to be beautiful.
2: What, what do you feel about after... Because Shadow of War took a lot from Assassin's Creed. What do you feel about going to Assassin's Creed after
0: Shadow of War?
1: I think it'll be all right because of the setting. Okay. okay. I'm really Assassin's interested Creed, in Ancient Egypt, so...
0: I haven't paid attention to Assassin's Creed in a long time, but they closed off the Desmond stuff. Yeah, right.
1: he, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, nobody listen if you don't want to know, but yeah, he died in like three.
0: Okay, so do you play as another person at the facility?
1: They've kind of gotten away from the facility stuff. One of the games you played as an employee of Abstergo.
0: And I think that's he's Black going into Flag. the yeah, Animus?
1: That's yeah. Black Flag. No, they don't go into the Animus. You're just um, you're watching memories that are in there. Okay. So I don't think anybody's in the Animus anymore.
0: Then what the fuck are they doing? They're
1: just you're just. Dude, assassin's
2: Creed story is fuck.
1: Don't
0: even try. Like, aliens is it's a stupid story. Aliens <sighs> true. I'm, I'm you know, I I I played through three. That was it.
1: Those games are now about the history of the Assassins and the Templars.
0: So there is no animus or glitches in the system or any bullshit like that. now? Yeah, oh,
1: that stuff's still well, there, but
2: I wonder if Origins will cut out the whole thing because I mean, they supposed the first one. Maybe they'll just let you, you know, be in the game world without having to deal with that shit. Because that'd be nice. That'd be a nice change. They haven't
1: shown or talked about any of that real. Yeah, they haven't. Stuff.
2: So I'm sure it's probably in there because they're assholes. But I would like to see one without it. That'd be
1: nice. I mean, there's a lot of game like a lot of that stuff's very side part. Like Black Flag, it was barely in there, so I don't know. I'll be interested to see how they do it.
0: What about the one with the where you were in uh, England, like during Jack the Ripper and shit?
1: I'm gonna be real honest with you, I don't remember any of the real world shit from that game. Was there any? Yeah, there was. I just don't remember it. Okay, it's, I'm sure
2: Ryan could tell you. He like yeah, yeah. Heart.
1: He's a big fan of that series. He'd be able to tell you better than I could. But I really don't remember any of the real world stuff from um, Syndicate.
0: What was one before that? That was one during the Revolution. Unity.
1: Yeah, French Revolution.
0: Uh, Was there animus stuff in that too?
1: There was, but again, don't remember it. Okay. That part of the game has died along with Desmond Miles.
0: Then why the why they
1: let the game die? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're a fan of that series, uh, the fact that when you find out Desmond died, it's a one-off conversation in a in a cutscene.
0: Why would you do that when Uh, you guys were, like, the first three games was all about we're training Desmond to be the ultimate assassin? I was thinking, oh, their end game is to have Desmond in the the modern-day setting as an assassin, and they were going to make a game playing as him.
1: Yeah, he just dies.
0: He just dies. He
2: he dies off-screen, man, it's fine.
1: Yeah, he dies off-screen, and there's, like, a person looking at his body, and they're like, oh, look, it's Desmond Miles. He's dead.
0: What a joke! Yeah, I know, right? What, what, like, what are you doing with your game, Ubisoft?
1: Yeah, making an open-world ancient history game? Then much. just do,
0: then just fucking do that. Why did you even do the anime shit?
1: Well, I think they're trying to write it out at this point. Like, it's been there, and you kind of got to leave it in because it's part of the lore. But you know, they should probably just leave it out. It gets shorter and shorter every game, anyway. Mm. Anyway, so right in the thick of it. Let's talk about what's coming out this week. So a lot of games out this week. Brawl holla! Remember that game, Drew? We played that game.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, four of us on a video.
0: Sure did. Yeah, Smash long, Brothers.
1: Long time ago.
0: Smash Brothers game.
1: Yeah, so that game's out on consoles this week. Uh, Dungeons three. I don't remember Dungeons one and two, but either third one's out. Uh, LX. That's that uh Piranha Bytes game.
0: Is it Elix?
1: Is it Elix or is it Elix? i tell you what it is. It's Bargain Bin because ain't nobody going to buy that this week. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Although Piranha Bytes, I, they have a soft spot for me.
1: Yeah, but are you going to buy it? Nope. Yeah, see? Gran Turismo Sport.
0: <laughs> nobody going to buy that one either.
1: Oh, people. Nah, there's, there's going to be
2: a lot
0: of people buying that.
1: I did play that beta, by the way, that 43 gigabyte beta. <laughs> Uh, and then you
0: promptly deleted 43 gigabytes
1: I do have to say that that is the best uh, HDR configuration tool on the market, everybody should use theirs um, but the game itself uh, Gran Turismo should have taken more lessons from Forza mm. sorry it looks real pretty
0: I just I'm don't, sure it does
1: I, it just, I don't know, the cars feel like I'm driving a box like the suspension just doesn't feel right I don't know what it is. Uh, no Heroes Allowed, VR. For PSVR. Rogue Trooper Redux. That's the game Drew's going to be playing. Is it a remaster or a remake? It's a remaster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they've actually redone um, the, the engine and everything, so. Uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 4.
0: Still making those.
1: Yep. WWE 2K18 for everybody else. If you bought the Super Edition, you got it Friday, but now everybody can buy it Tuesday. Uh, Life is Strange, Before the Storm, Episode 2, Brave New World. God damn, that game has four titles. (laughs) Uh, Abyss, The Wraths of Eden. Let's Sing 2018. Hmm. <laughs> real farm, real, wow, real, real farm. Not a fake I'm only,
2: farm. I'm only, I'm only familiar with virtual farms, so that's intense, man. Like how much? How much do you have to pay to get a real farm? Like is it? Probably, I imagine it's a lot,
1: right? Probably fourteen ninety nine. That'd
2: be my Whoa, dude! Is it? Well, are you talking about one thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars? No, no, no this game
1: is uh, an indie game. It's probably fourteen ninety nine.
2: Fourteen ninety nine. Well, wow, for real farm, that's a that's a bargain price. Real right? farm. Yeah. Uh,
1: Torque L Physics Modified Edition is coming to Xbox One. Don't ask. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Etrian Odyssey 5 Beyond the Myth. Oh yeah. Galaxy Blaster Code Red for the 3DS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming to Switch and 3DS on Friday.
2: I might rent it at some point, but that's about it.
1: Uh, Don't Knock Twice for the Switch.
0: Wait, uh, what? Don't Knock Twice?
1: Don't Knock Twice, a horror game, I think.
0: Really? Do, I remember, did I, play, did I review Don't Knock?
1: Uh, maybe.
0: It had a really weird art style.
2: It's a, it's a movie that comes up on my screen.
1: A movie? But, uh,
0: yeah.
1: well, this is a game...
0: Or maybe this one... I can't remember if the game... I'm, I'm, it's I'm, game. I'm, lo- it's I'm looking
2: game. at the screenshots in Steam. In in it's on an
1: adventure Steam. game, yeah.
2: It reviewed fairly well on Steam, but there aren't too many reviews because it seems very indie.
0: Or maybe I'm thinking of Knock Knock.
2: Yeah, Interesting. Uh, mm.
1: NBA 2K18 is coming to the Switch this week. Uh, Putty Pals. That's right, Putty Pals. Mm. Uh, Elliot Quest. Judge, with a Y, comes to the Switch.
0: Elliot um, Quest, colon, Judge?
1: No, Judge is a different game. Oh, okay. Judge is that game from the neon chrome guys that came out on Xbox One and PS4 a couple weeks ago. Nope. Uh, party Golf, as opposed to non-Party Golf. A lot of parties. Uh, Spelunker Party. <laughs> to the okay. Switch. That sounds like a porno. I'm sorry. Uh, the Count Lucanor And uh, Siberia Is coming to the Switch this week
0: Siberia 3 or the it, first Siberia It literally
1: just says Siberia
0: uh, Maybe it's a
2: collection or something
1: Or maybe it's just the first game
2: That'd be weird okay.
0: That game's old as hell too It is very very old
1: Alright some funny PC game names Let's see what we got this week uh, this one's for Drew. City, okay. City of Ages, picture-supportive text mud.
0: Okay. Is that on Steam?
1: Yeah, it's on Steam.
0: I gotta look this up. All right. Next, City of Ages, right?
1: City of Ages, picture-supportive text mud. Mud.
0: What is mud
1: again? I know that's some kind of
0: Multi-user genre. dungeon.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. It used to be like text-based RPGs where you type... You know, go forward, go back, go left, right.
2: I remember starting a uh, few of those games because I've heard they were good, but then never finishing any of them. You ever finish any of those games, Drew? Uh,
0: probably played Zork at one time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there was uh, the sequel to Zork.
1: You ready for this one? This game is called... Holy Potatoes, What the Hell?
0: Okay, I got looked at it. Holy... Potatoes. Oh, wow. This is a, okay. This is a series of games. You have nice. Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop?
1: Sure.
0: Holy Potatoes, what the hell? There you
1: go.
0: Holy Potatoes, we're in space?
1: I'm fucking right. Does it,
0: does this, does this star really, you
2: know, enlighten potatoes? You know, they're, they're really religious.
0: Uh, this looks like, Holy Potatoes What the Hell is a wacky hell-themed cooking management simulator where you take on the role of a chef in the afterlife populated by potatoes.
1: Alright, right. so it
2: does start potatoes.
0: Right? Yeah. I was about to say, so it's like a cooking sim.
1: Sure. Alright, let's do some news.
0: Oh god, wait, I have to say this. Oh, it's, it's, the main name is named Gordon Yamsey. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I have to buy that
2: game. Alright, give him joke. credit. Give good. him credit, that's clever.
1: All right, let's do okay. some news. Uh, Phil Spencer did an interview this week, and of course, there are six thousand headlines from it because for some reason, people hang on every word he says. Um, I, I literally thought I was in the wrong year when I read this headline, but Xbox One X is not for everybody, says Microsoft Phil, Phil Spencer. Did, did, he, did he say that? Like when they announced it? Like, why ask that question again? Yeah, and I don't get it. Uh Cuphead sold over a million copies. So that's good news.
2: Nice. I think all the controversy surrounding it did the game good.
1: Controversy? Yeah. What controversy did Cuphead? No, no,
2: about about between the difficulty of games, people calling out like journalists and all that stuff. It wasn't the headlines headlines a lot compared to whether, you know, if it was just a regular game that just came out, you
1: know. Oh, what a stupid headline. I got you.
2: Yeah, yeah, just uh, N4G was just pl- splattered just with Cuphead stuff. For, like, I like mean, this
1: this is like Destiny levels of stupid, how many articles there are about Phil Spencer on here. Like, there's one about his Destiny 2 power level. Uh, there's one about exclusive DLC. There's one about why he hasn't beaten Cuphead. <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: know, who is, are,
2: who's writing these articles?
1: Uh, I'm not going to tell you where I get my news. Kay? Okay? Okay. Um, there's one about backwards compatibility and cross-play with PS4. It's just like... Why do you keep asking the same questions?
2: I guess he's a celebrity or something, so
1: uh Square Enix announced a new game this week. You wanna know what it was? You wanna know what it was?
2: I think I know this, but go ahead.
1: Monster Energy Motocross.
2: I was wrong. <laughs> 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 I did not see that what the fuck is that?
1: It's a st- uh, motocross game, you know, dirt bikes?
0: It's on yeah. mobile probably.
1: Nope. Switch, PS4, Xbox One and PC.
0: They're just publishing this, right? They're not developing it.
1: I don't know who's developing it. but Okay. There you go. There you go.
0: Fuck Tomb Raider, you know, because it doesn't sell well, but we're doing a Monster oh, Energy that. Dream you, game. You, you, do know,
1: you do know that Square Enix publishes those MXGP games, right? Wait, what now? Those motocross games that we keep getting, like a new one of every week?
0: Not the MX versus ATV shit.
1: No 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 MXGP. They're
0: Oh the Moto GP stuff?
1: Not Moto GP, MXG that's the name of the game, MXGP.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: You reviewed one.
0: mm no. no. <laughs> I reviewed Ride. Did
1: did you review Ride?
0: Yeah. I reviewed Ride. I also reviewed MX vs ATV Reflex.
1: Somebody reviewed MXGP. I can't keep track of all these motocross games, man. I can't either. I reviewed one of them. Uh, maybe that's I've actually the only done
0: one. two of those MX vs. ATV stuff, and I'm like, I, these are getting worse.
1: Yeah, the MXGP games have never been really great. Uh, fractured Butthole Season passes details have been confirmed. Um, when you boot it up, you'll get the Relics of Zaron, which is a costume pack and perks pack from the first game. You'll also get Tally. As a gaming bud, which, by the way, is not unlocked yet. God damn it. Um, in December, you'll get what's called the Danger Deck. Um, it's an ultimate combat challenge that takes place in Dr. Timothy Dane- Dr. Timothy's Danger Deck. Uh, you'll be able Dan- to earn exclusive costumes and artifacts. Basically, it's like a challenge mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a story expansion coming in 2018 called... You ready? You ready for it? From Dusk to Casa Benita. <laughs> Uh, Players will team up with The Coon and Mysterion to defeat A Demonic Presence at Casa Bonita Okay Uh, The final expansion is called Bring the Crunch It adds a new story and Superhero class So those two second pieces Will be available in 2018
2: You said there were only three superhero Classes right?
1: There's three at the beginning And then you get to add a secondary Of three uh, Later in the game and that's all I've seen so far Okay uh, let's go back. Uh, epic is suing uh, Fortnite cheaters.
0: Wait, suing, suing them?
1: Yes. S- what?
2: Oh. suing them for, in what 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 way? Like, what are they trying to get out of this? Well, if
1: you break the terms of service, I'm assuming that that's grounds for being sued. But what they plan to get out of them, I don't know.
2: It's like, oh, we, we sued this 13-year-old. Uh, we're going to be able to get a lot of money from
1: him, I'm That's sure. really presumptuous, Jay, that only 13-year-olds cheat.
2: No, 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 not only, but I'm sure there <laughs> are you know people that are not older than 18 or 21 playing this free-to-play game. By the way, which means there's basically no barrier to entry to this game. So when you start throwing out like suing, I understand banning. Yeah, fucking ban them all, dude. That's good. That's good. You, know, you do it that, but suing seems like going the uh, going a little bit extreme there, buddy. Uh, well, here's your calm, quote. Calm down.
1: Here's your quote from Epic Games. Uh, let's be straight for a second. Nobody likes playing with cheaters. Not you. Not me. Nobody. Um. We're exploring every measure to ensure that cheaters are removed And stay removed from Fortnite Battle Royale And the Epic ecosystem We don't want to give too many clues about what we're doing But we're rolling out tools and will continue to do so uh, They've already banned thousands of players According to them uh, They're suing for 150000 In damages over copyright infringement How
2: is that copyright infringement? Yeah. I can understand suing the people That are making the tools uh, that allow people to cheat. Yeah, that's happened before. Um, and obviously, you want to kind of c- call this kind of behavior you know, right in the butt when you see it. And if you can determine the people that are selling said cheat devices to other people to use, which is something that's been kind of going on in a lot of PC uh, PC users, I can understand that. But suing actual people that are using it is just crazy because there's too many. Uh, it's logistically speaking from a lawyer standpoint... It'd be nearly impossible. It just wouldn't be worth it. You'd you not, be, not be getting your money back. Yeah, that's weird.
1: No, I do not know. Uh, Xbox One's original Xbox backward compatibility is still coming in 2017, according to Phil Spencer. He also said, owners of Xbox One X, there is a feature for backwards compatibility they have not talked about yet that he thinks people will be excited for. Mm. So... That means you won't get it, Drew, because you're you not know, buying an Xbox One X. So.
0: Well, shit. Dude. Ha ha ha. I don't give a fuck.
1: Oh, That big Warframe update that basically makes it better than Destiny is out <laughs> on PC. So,
0: Time to download.
1: That's right. Uh, oh, this is an interesting news story. It has nothing to do with games, but made me think of it. Did anybody try Movies Anywhere? No. Is, is anybody stream movies or anything?
2: Uh, what, movies Anywhere is the service?
1: Yeah, so like things like Vudu and Amazon and iTunes, you know, how you stream movies like you own. Yeah. Movies Anywhere takes all of those accounts and puts them in one place. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so I I downloaded that and tied all my accounts to it. It's really nice. And then The Wizard was on sale on Amazon Video this week for 5 bucks. so I bought that and I watched it. That's yeah. how I'm going to tie that story into video games. Okay.
2: There's a service called Plex, if you heard of it. Have you?
1: Yeah, I have Plex. I use it for okay. uh, media streaming from my PC to my TV.
2: Yeah, Plex is pretty good because not only gives it access to your service. Um, if your friends also have a Plex account, then you can also you know stream from their stuff, which is actually good. Then you have like uh, you know. But does display. it tie?
1: But I don't think Plex ties into like actual streaming services, right?
2: I don't think it does. But what I mean is, like, if you're looking to watch a lot of different movies or whatever, the fact that you can connect yourself to other Plex account members, is, you know, like your friends, especially if they keep a good like, catalog of movies, that's a pretty good deal. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I just wanted a place where I could keep everything because I've been trying to get, like most of my digital movies come in through Vudu, but I do mm-hmm. have a few through Amazon and I have a couple through iTunes, and it's like it sucks having to download four different apps, so if I can just do one, that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, that's pretty smart.
1: Um, Oculus announced a new headset called the Oculus Go. It is a standalone headset, does not require a phone or a PC, and is said to be in quality in between a full-on Oculus and a phone style. So that's pretty cool. We're we're getting we're getting there, man. So, also, Oculus dropped the price of the Oculus Rift full version permanently to 399. US dollars.
2: Oh, the same price as the PSVR now, huh? Well, the PSVR
1: nice. base is now two ninety nine. dollars 99 Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So that's without the camera or the controllers. That's just the headset for two ninety nine. dollars uh, Ed Boon discussed his want to bring Injustice 2 and other another other realm games to the Nintendo Switch. So maybe, maybe we get a Switch port of that game next year with all the DLC. Hmm. That would be cool. Playing Injustice 2 on the go. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, also launching this week is Black Panther, Sigma, and uh, Monster Hunter for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Hmm. Are are you hype? Nope. Are you hype, son?
2: Uh, I'll probably mess around with the new characters in training mode,
1: and then <laughs> that's basically it. Did you see the premium costume for Monster Hunter? No, what is it? They found a way to sexify the Monster Hunter she's wearing like short shorts and a tank top or something like that
2: she's no longer the monster hunter exactly <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like you don't have any armor on lady the Rathalos
2: armor is iconic to the series he, that's the reason why she's there she's got the weapons,
1: got the armor it's like, uh, so whatever. the last story that I want to bring up um, this is kind of big I, it has not fully played out yet um, there's a lead from Naughty Dog who has tweeted out this weekend that he was sexually harassed while working at Naughty Dog. He he was a lead on Uncharted 2, 3, 4, and The Last of Us. So he certainly has pedigree at that company. Um, the reason the story is coming out is because he said that the day he reported it, he was fired by Sony. And then offered hush money? Really? From Sony? To not make this public. Um, obviously, this is a sticky situation because it's you know one person's word against the company's word because the company has come out and said they have no evidence that this ever happened. What was interesting about the story is that after he came out, somebody else also came out and said that it happened to them while they were working at Naughty Dog as well.
2: Who's the perpetrator they're fingering?
1: They will not name names. Hmm.
2: So but it's 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 two it's two men who are saying that they were sexually abused. One writer? of them
1: was a man, one of them was a woman. The one that okay. came out after was a woman. Uh the original one that came out was uh a man.
0: Now the woman, was she fired as well?
1: Uh I do not know if she was fired. She said that the person who did it uh now works at Niantic. So she was being more specific.
0: Niantic.
1: Yeah, they do the Pokemon Go.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So this will be this will be an interesting story because Naughty Dog released a statement this morning, saying that they they and Sony have no the, the man in question his name is David Ballard he's the one that made the claim um, but they released a statement this morning that say they had no they have no evidence that this ever happened which is a very legal way of saying we don't we don't know so.
2: That's a difficult thing to prove, right? Especially if it's something that happened a while ago. Without evidence, yes. Yeah, it's his hearsay, and if they do somehow find some kind of... I mean, would it even be feasible for them to find any kind of video recording from security cameras or anything like that? Would they even disclose it if they could, if they did, from the company standpoint?
1: I can't imagine they did, especially if they offered him... Because according to him, they offered him $20,000 to sign a waiver that says that he can never... You know that he can never explain why he was fired. Mm. Which, if I was him, I'd have kept a copy of that and printed it out. <laughs> you know.
2: Well, I'm sure they didn't allow him to like take it home with him. You know, it's something they pretty, probably got at the office or whatever. Just
1: snapped a picture on my phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, <just> with people <laughs> standing over you. Good luck with that. I, I don't know. Uh, this but... is
1: this is just really bad for Sony and Naughty Dog. Whether it's true or not, it's just bad.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's bad PR, and uh, that's interesting because when you think about like like a hostile environment to work at, I didn't I didn't peg Naughty Dog for that. No, right?
1: no, Naughty Dog seems like a really you know great place to work, especially for yeah. diversity and things like that. It's just it's a weird it's a weird claim, and like the fact that Sony's trying to cover it up. You know, like that's even weirder. Like, I I just can't imagine a company doing that. Like, saying, "Hey, if you shut up, we'll give you this much money." You know?
2: Yeah, it's it's difficult to say because I don't want to be I don't want to be in a position where I want to, without any evidence either way, you can't say like, "Oh, this guy is just faking it for attention or whatever kind of like uh, fame or whatever he might get out on the other side." Because you're putting yourself as a target for so many different people who are going to have opinions, like strong opinions, without the facts, right? Yep. And obviously, we're not those kind of individuals, so we're not going to be condemning neither a Naughty Dog or um, this individual that came out because we just don't know, right? And until we can say definitively with the evidence in hand who was in the wrong here and who was really telling the truth, the, uh, it's just it's just kind of disappoints me. It disappoints me either way because either A... Something really did happen, and that's terrible for you know both uh, you know our kind of um, image of Sony and Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog especially. Like Sony offering hush money after they, they did something stupid, I can totally see Sony doing that. But in my eyes, like I thought Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog was kind of like one of the best developers. You know they've always done right by their employees. I, I thought they made fantastic games over the years. So to hear this coming from their developer side is is very disappointing. And um, if this individual is acting out of maliciousness or some sort of uh, act of vengeance or revenge, I don't know, then that's also disappointing from a humanity side as well. So either way,
0: it's just just sad news. Disappointing. If you'd like, I have the full statement. Yeah, sure. In late 2015, I was sexually harassed at Naughty Dog by a lead. My work environment became extremely toxic afterwards. In February 2016, I had a mental breakdown at work and Sony PlayStation HR became involved when I told uh, them about the harassment. They ended the call and fired me the next day. They cited the company was moving in a different direction and my job was no longer needed. They tried to silence me by offering $20,000 if I signed a letter agreeing to termination as well as not to discuss it with anyone. I declined to sign. I have been unemployed for 17 months since. When interviewers ask why I left Naughty Dog, I say I was burned out by the crunch, ashamed to get to the root of the problem of being sexually harassed. I'm speaking out now because of the strength I've seen in others coming forward about their experiences in TV and the film industry. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I will not let anyone kill my drive or love for the video game industry, my passions, or life.
1: Wow. Mm. This is a crazy situation. It will be... Very interesting to see how it plays out this week. Yeah. All I know mm. is, is I hope it's not true, because if it is, I feel bad for that person, and Sony and Naughty Dog are going to be in a shit storm that they so rightfully deserve.
2: Yeah, definitely. If they uh, because um, well, what is the right action, right? One an employee uh says someone has kind of sexually harassed him you have to really examine that
1: right yeah you you need to you need to start an investigation you need to make mm-hmm. the employee feel comfortable about their job and their workplace it's
0: you don't immediately fire them and no, then no, then no. give them twenty thousand dollars and say, "Please shut up."
1: Yeah, you, that is the that is the thing you don't do. <laughs> that isn't
2: yeah. even that much money either. It's like it's not. That, it's
1: like that's not even a year salary at most no. places. You know, it's just mm. yeah,
2: ouch. Yeah, that's that's an ugly story. I'm sure we'll see it uh, continually uh, unfold over time. Well, you hate to see this kind of thing because no matter how this this kind of uh, plays out, it's not going to be good for anybody, right? No. Whether it's a lie, whether it's true, it's just bad for the industry. Uh, but at the same time, it is good that if something did happen and this person is kind of coming out, because, of, you know, you guys heard about what happened in the film industry as well, right? I've, the guy getting I've kicked just... out of the Academy Award. Yeah, Academy yeah I've seen of, the stories
1: DVD. and people coming out about how much of a shitty person he has been for years.
2: hmm so it's good that people are gathering the courage to come out and say these things i think when it comes down to the secrets that we hold you know we are, we all have our crosses to bear but sometimes you have to kind of you have to share them because there are other people that are also uh, suffering the same same kind of issues that you are that are uh, that is basically out of your control there's nothing you can do about it and until we are open to talk about these uh, situations, whether they be pleasant to talk about or not, because, you know, none of this thing, uh, n- nothing about this is something that's fun to talk about, but it needs to be. It needs to be uh, addressed either way, so we'll see yeah. how this goes.
1: Yeah. I, it's like, I, it's, it's literally, going back to the statement I made last week, if you didn't buy video games from companies where shitty people worked, you'd probably never buy video games, because it seems like there's a shitty person at every one of these places. And that's sad. That's unfortunate because this this is not how it should be.
2: Humans in general, there's there's a lot of shitty ones. Yeah, out there, it's so.
1: it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to just be a normal, nice person. It's not hard. It takes more it's, effort to be shitty than it does to be nice.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, the there's v- a difference between sexually harassing somebody and just being an asshole:
2: exactly yeah yes. yeah I mean there there's yeah. limitations right there's a guy who'll uh, you know uh, buy coffee for everyone in the office except for you because he doesn't like you yeah. that's kind of an asshole if you're going to buy for everyone, you just buy for everyone, right Yeah. but when you go you, know, sec- get, you know, go around sexually harassing women and men or whatever, then that's, a, that's, not, that's no longer an asshole that's a criminal. There's a there's a distinction to be made, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cr- cr- criminals need to be reined in.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's what I meant. Is it? It's a lot easier okay. to to be a nice person than it is to go th- out of your way to be a, a shit bag, essentially. To 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 do something illegal or something that somebody does not want. So. Yeah. That takes effort that people shouldn't have. So.
0: It's
2: the golden rule man it's the, it's one of the first things I learned, and I've been following it ever since you know treat other people like the way you want to be treated it's It's the simplest thing in the world, and it's carried me to be a relatively decent human being relatively <laughs> and uh it's something that I've taught like my nephews and stuff like that too like whenever whenever they do something bad, it's like if I did that to you would you like that? And they would say no, and I would say, then why did you do it to your brother and It's like, oh. And they think about that for a second, and then they correct their behavior and so on. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, kids are uh, kids are an interesting thing.
2: And they are. You got to raise them right, man.
1: Yeah, you got to try. <laughs> certainly, certainly. <laughs> it's it's hard. Let me tell you. You're looking forward to it, Drew. Right, right.
0: No. <laughs>
2: you know what? I'm going to call it right here now. Drew's going to have twins.
1: Oh snap!
0: First so batch he- twins. People people have already been saying that because there's multiple twins in my family. There's multiple twins in Laura's family.
1: <laughs> Hope you're ready if for I, If I have That'd twins,
0: my, my life is
1: over. Your life is... Oh, God, here's that conversation. The my life is over.
2: We better start taking um, voice clubs for Drew like we did for Jason so we can start using those. You're going to have to. Can
1: we, can we get you a Kickstarter? Uh, GoFundMe or something.
0: Give me a Patreon. <laughs> support support me on Patreon, and I will take care of my kids.
1: That's what Patreon's for, right now. Is is to deal with life, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I'll do I'll do the menial services for my own life. Just give me money, please.
1: All right, we got some emails. I have an email from Mookie, and it takes three scrolls to get through. So, are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Hey guys, Mookie here. Uh, this was not supposed to be a planned first email as a married gamer, but a recent situation has encouraged me to do so. Therefore, a man's got to do what a man's got to do, right? Bear with me, guys. This is going to be a long one, and I really hope to God and try my best to stay focused on the topic, removing my couple's wristwatch for typing mode.
0: If it's if it's as epic as that uh, wedding video I watched, then I'm ready, because <laughs> so, man...
1: <laughs> yeah, that shit was like that's some shit I seen in like that's, a movie
0: or something. I swear to god it looked like a trailer for a fucking movie.
1: Yeah. D- um uh, so I heard from this total biscuit, Jim Sterling, The No, a YouTube channel about gaming by Rooster Teeth, and several people and then finally from you guys. But before I tell you guys what it what it was, I want you guys to hear where it came from and how it came to be from my end after hearing the ma- this major issue I paused a couple of times on other days about it and to my realization this matter can be a s- be a very serious stuff particularly to all kids that plays or will play video games in the future. Ken as you, re- as you read the following games I guess you'll probably know what I'm talking about Deus Ex Mankind Divided you can play the game without using microtransactions so that system is just there as a pay to advance level up sooner and doing the old hard way Overwatch. The system is there but mainly cosmetics, but to think of it, it has an effect that we get from gambling, so the user can either grind their way to get more loot boxes or pay more so that it will give you more chance to get the skin you want on seasonal events. Otherwise, you'll miss it and have to wait another damn year to get it again, uh, given if you still want to get back and play the game. Middle-earth Shadow of War. Yes, it's there, but after playing many hours, I didn't feel the need to pay a penny for the game because it's as fun as the previous one, but I think it's a bit easier to play for the filthy casuals. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Watching how the system works, it seems like it's more obvious pay to win or pay to advance level up, but come to think of it, it feels kind of like the same as Battlefield 4, when there's a way to pay for all, all, pay all those unlocks to have better loadouts, weapons, and rides on the multiplayer mode. Tekken 7. I think this is one of those paid games that has better practice on the system. They don't have any system to pay to advance or level up for fake ranks or to unlock costumes. (laughs) He spelled it that way too.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad we have established that into (laughs) people's repertoire.
1: (laughs) You just pay season pass to support the devs and in exchange they will introduce guest characters from other fighting games because actually you can unlock all these costumes and cosmetics if you play certain hours on the game. So props to Namco Bandai. Now, going back to my concern, the indirect transition of the idea of gambling in the form of microtransaction. To reinforce what John was trying to say is the effect of dopamine when winning the lottery, falling in love, seeing your first child after, after the delivery, drugs, chocolates, and winning big on gambling or on a slot machine. I hope you guys are still with me. Yes, to me buying a couple of loot boxes for about ten bucks in hopes of the cosmetics you really want to have during that seasonal event on a limited time will pressure myself to buy more to give more to give me more chance to win in hopes that maybe you will, but otherwise the system will bum you down, and you will probably spend more a bit more in the end. I spend like a full sixty instead of ten in games like Battlefield Four, Battlefront one, and two. These games are heavily on multiplayer matches. So I realize that if you want to catch up or unlock things sooner than later, then you will have to sacrifice the epic feeling of accomplishment from there. Now, games like Deus Ex Mankind Divided and Shadow of War and Burrito Bison Launcha Libre. What the hell is that? No idea. Uh, I believe the system is there, but I believe that you can completely finish and have fun playing the game without paying a cent. I mean, we're adults and strongly believe that each and every one of you are fully capable to detect what's wrong and right, even when enough is enough. But my worry here is the next generation of gamers. If I were to be blessed with a kid, and if that kid will play games, I will have to supervise him or her so that they won't fall into spending too much money on useless shits in the game. Uh, Quick tip, Mookie, for me, I just disable the internet for my child. Then he can't (laughs) buy anything. (laughs) Uh, To to differentiate between pay-to-win, advanced, level-up, and DLCs and expansions between buying uncertain loot boxes that will more likely disappoint them when they don't get what they want from loot box slash crate, and buying cosmetics in which you get 100%, uh, 100% get it from the game, like Dota 2 Arcana skin, which are $25 to $30 for each player. Because I don't want kids to spend their money on uncertain things, because once we're getting too blind on this crap, we better remind ourselves on the main objective on actually on why we actually play games. I play to have fun and escape from the crazy world we all live in. I don't like the idea of blocking myself on a game because of a bad practice, knowing that it can still be playable regardless of the shitty system, microtransactions, and the bad RNG algorithm. But when a game is finally overrun by microtransactions and affected the gameplay beyond cosmetics, then I better back off, sit down, and review my priorities on why I'm playing the game in the first place. This is just me, and I do hope that this shitty milking system won't become the norm because our children will be the next victim. There's a lot more important things that we need to spend our money on aside from gaming, and it would be a nice idea that they wa- that they won't end up spending a game more than it needs in the future. I guess in the end, I hate gambling, and I hate how these fuckers find their way to on implementing it in games that they know we love, but in order not to sound like a hypocrite, there's only one game that I want to spend my money on the most, and that's Dota 2, because those skins and effects are awesome. So Dota 2 till I die, I suppose, and Ken, you do you, overwatch and spin more with those crates and have a fucking blast. P.S. Oh, nope, that's it.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Wait, uh, does he, did he actually say P.S., no, that's it?
1: No, no, I think I read it wrong. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I thought he actually... I just, I just kept going, dude.
1: This. I just kept going. Yeah, 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 that's, that's a
2: good email, Mookie, thanks for that. Um... You know I think he did a pretty good job of breaking down each of the game system I don't obviously I haven't played games like Shadow War or Battlefront Two to really speak on how how the system works there yet only from you know what I've heard from reviewers and other people who have hands on time with it but my gripe and my issue with a lot of the, the, the a lot of the problems coming with the microtransactions is that we're at an age where the kids that are growing up today aren't growing up on games like the Nintendo systems that we grew up on, like Mario and stuff like that, where you just buy the game, you play it, and then you're done, right? You yeah. can play it over and over again until you die, and then you, this is fine. But all the kids pl- are on their phones, and they're playing those free-to-play games. Either free-to-play games or Minecraft. One of the Choose one of the two, right? Those are the most popular games out there. And the free-to-play games number in the millions. Quite literally in the millions. And they come and go, but they're always like one or two... That are really popular that the kids always kind of gravitate to, and they're free to play. But obviously, they have a lot of incentive for people to um, to spend money so that they can make progress faster or they can become more powerful. And why I have issues with uh, f- you know like these full price games having these microtransactions uh, that are similar to the ones you would have in the free to play game. So let's say you go to an all-expense uh, in a paid trip to a ski resort, right, with you and your loved one, and it's free. But because it's free, they need you to sit in on a seminar that's a one hour long for each of the two days that you're there. And that is the cost, right? You yourself might not spend the money on a timeshare, but someone else will. And that person who spends the money ends up paying for the free trip that you got. You still have to sit through the seminars all the same. You still have to go through their pitch. You have to fight the temptation. But you don't have to spend the money. You can still enjoy it for the most part, right? Now, let's say you pay money for a two-day trip to a ski resort. And now you're also being told to sit down and you have to sit through the seminar. That doesn't seem fair to you, right? Because you pay for the service. You shouldn't have to you know i have to go through the psychological effect of trying to resist these scientifically designed mind you and i'm am like being 100% serious they make sure they go through fucking surveys and labs in order to make these as most tempting as possible for you to spend money on these things that you already pay for that you you should already be good for so when you have these additional microtransactions on these full base uh, full prices that's how i feel I'm, 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 like a, I'm at the ski resort that I pay for and they're trying to tempt me to spend more money on stuff that I don't generally need But the temptation that I still have to fight is still there. It's like fucking psychological warfare to play a fucking video game nowadays. Because video games are just video games. They're services. And that's how the corporations want to try to milk more money out of you. And why does it have to be our responsibility to have to fight these temptations at all times? Why do we have to be berated by these tactics that are designed to make us spend money that we don't need to? That shouldn't happen. And I don't know. It's like, am am I alone in feeling that way? No. What do you guys no, I think? I just no, I ahead, ignore it.
0: That's yeah. my thing. I end up ignoring it. So, like, yeah, I mean, I've played plenty of games. I'm fucking Puzzles and Dragons. I put a lot of time into that game. And it's free to play. Never spent a single fucking dime on it. Um, but there were instances where, yeah, they wanted me to, you know, like, oh, you, you fucked up at the end and you couldn't beat the dungeon. Well, if you want to pay us some money, you can try it again with full health. And I'm like, well... I really don't want to spend money on this, so I'll just try it again another day. Um, I tend to ignore it. There's certain people out there, obviously, who can't. They and have different
2: personalities that are more, you know, that are kind of less resistant to those kind of tactics. Yeah. Those are the people that end up dropping $1,000 in free-to-play games. I have, and I've seen not only one, but several.
0: I've seen, I have somebody who works with me who has dropped at least $1,000 into a free-to-play mobile game.
2: It's, it's 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 insanity, really. And
0: and the bad thing is, and I think I think Mookie and you both hit that point is that this new generation that's coming up, yeah, the young, the younger generation, they're growing up with this as the norm. Mm-hmm. When we grew up playing, you know, you, you want to see some cool shit, fucking beat the game, perfect it, you know, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario World, right? When you beat Super Mario World and you did the secret shit. All the Goombas had Mario heads or some bullshit like that, you know? And it was... It, it, like you, Now, if you want to do that, that's a skin or something that you have to pay for, you know? You were rewarded, like Ninja Gaiden. If you remember Ninja Gaiden on Xbox, how many unlockables were there once you beat that game? And if you beat on the hardest difficulty, you got even more shit. You know, that stuff was reserved for actually playing and playing well. Now, you just pay for it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the bad thing is is kids growing up now are learning that this is the norm and it can become dangerous um i think and i i just feel like you know maybe people are too nonchalant about it um i just feel like I'm able to ignore it because I remember the days when I bought a game and I got a full fucking $60 experience out of it. Uh, You know, and granted nowadays, I mean, sure, there's tons of loot boxes in Overwatch, and I play, I put 500 hours into fucking Overwatch, and I've never spent a dime on any of the loot boxes, and I don't plan on it. Um, There's certain games that do it right. There's certain games that don't. So Um, you
2: have a very anti addictive personality then that
0: way is true. That's good. I I would say yeah. You yeah. know. Um I, I just I mean yeah sure I've gambled before. I mean that was that was that perfect example I think I've even said it on the show before. Um I was probably eighteen or nineteen and back then uh fireworks were not legal in Georgia. So we'd have a get together and we'd like to shoot fireworks off. So we would then drive to South Carolina, which is only like an hour drive, and get some fireworks. And there was a guy, it was so strange. It was obviously a hustle. and um, But there was a guy who was standing outside of the firework place. And he had like a little stand and he'd give you free shit when you walked by. He'd also want to show you something. And basically what it was, he had a board that had a bunch of holes in it and you would basically take uh, a a cup that had uh, little balls that you would then throw onto the board and uh whatever holes the the um the the balls landed in you got points he said if you can make it to 100 points i'll give you x amount of dollars but every time you threw uh balls onto it you had to give them an extra 5 bucks well i then decided i was going to play this fuck it why not i gave him five bucks threw it in there ended up with 50 points all right he said you want to do it again he said you're halfway there sure and while he was doing this he would always he'd he'd, he'd do a little like um thing he'd pick up the board he'd flip it upside down all this stuff he says there's no tricks nothing like that doing a lot of fancy hand work hmm he put it back down and let me roll again Never did I land enough. i get to like 90 points. Never could get enough. <laughs> right? And then I realized it. He, he kept constantly flipping the board. He flipped the board to the point where the other side wouldn't give you enough points. So I told him, do me a favor. Flip the board back over. He's like, why do you want me to do that? I said, I just want to check something. Sure enough, there were numbers on the other board. And when I rolled, I hit 100. And I told him, just give me my money back. What I gave you, and we'll call it even. Because I ch- caught him in it. And that was the thing. And my dad's always said this. You can't win in another man's game. And it's true. And that's exactly what these video game companies are doing. They're trying to get you to pay to win. And once once they've got you to do it once, they've got you.
2: Yeah. That's so, Southern Drew. It's a cycle, don't... man.
0: Yeah, I'm just so- it's hey, a pretty man. cool story, actually. I like it. it. It's true because, I mean, it's God-honest truth. It, it happened because I, I, I finally just caught on because, hell, I'd already gave this guy like f- 30 bucks, And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm losing now. And so it, he, he kept doing the flipping thing with his hand. And I was like, dude, stop flipping it for one second. All right, now flip it over. Sure enough, there were numbers on there. And I'm like, these are different numbers. You have rigged it to where you can't win when you flip it. And you're acting like this is some kind of magic trick or some shit. So I called him and he gave me my money back. We called it even. I left with my fireworks. Goddamn
1: carnies.
0: I know. So
1: I, just two quick points on this. Going back to what you said, Drew, there's a really good conversation. And I know we don't talk about a lot of other personalities on this show, but I've always been a big fan of, of one Mr. Vincent Caravella over at the the giant bomb site. Mm -hmm. He goes into a very in-depth conversation about people with addictive personalities and the way, for example, like Blizzard has a full-time psychologist on staff to look into the way people think about loot boxes and to make them more appealing. And he, he goes into how some people can simply not help themselves mentally from spending money on this stuff. And it's just a really good breakdown. It's on this this uh, current week or last week's uh, Giant Beast cast. And I, I suggest anybody who's interested in this topic to listen because he makes a lot of really good points about how it's preying on the minds of people who cannot ignore this stuff. Now, to go on to the second point about children, I fully 100% support that the parents should be parenting their children, if you're going to give them access to this kind of stuff. Because, just an example on my end, my son plays Minecraft. Just like Jay said, it's usually a phone or Minecraft. That's the two Mm -hmm. things. My son plays Minecraft constantly. There is not a day that goes by that he does not ask me if he can log into the Minecraft store and buy some things. Because, Dad, they're only a dollar.
0: Yeah.
1: They're only a dollar ninety-nine. You've got a dollar.
0: Yeah, and I—that's dis- all it takes.
1: And I explain to him. I say, "Son, yes, it's only a dollar until you start buying lots and lots and lots of this stuff." And I—I, I, you know, I very much control what he has. Now, I will eventually get on there and let him buy one, maybe two. Every once in a blue moon but you do not give your kids access to these stores because children are super more impressionable than adults in most cases.
0: And then they'll learn to be that way in life. That's the bad thing.
1: Exactly. And that's what I try to instill on him is that, yes, it's only a dollar, son, but when you get obsessed and you buy 30 of them, then it becomes $30, and then that becomes no dinner for three or four days. I'm like, you've got to plan this kind of stuff out. Yeah. So I keep it at bay, and like I told you earlier, I keep all of his systems offline. And anything he is online with has a parental passcode that he would have to enter in order to make any purchase.
2: So, wow, Ken, on, you're, you're on, actually doing parenting. That's just, yeah. Yes. yes. On, no a,
0: on, a, on a relay note though, Ken, how much money did you spend on DOA costumes?
2: None. You got the season pass or whatever from it. No,
1: I never bought a season pass for it.
2: No, no, you, you, got, you got the code from the publisher. Thing,
1: right no no they've never sent. well they've sent a couple packs that we gave away with uh-huh. i gave those away you can go back and look at the the stories on the site the,
2: the, the better question to have asked is how much did he spend on overwatch
1: overwatch is a been... different story okay? we're not gonna talk about overwatch <laughs> <laughs> but you know what daddy still daddy still went out and got dinner okay
0: that's true and that's that's the biggest thing for me like especially whenever they brought up this whole You know, like, oh, we're getting these, you know, iterative consoles. You know, we've got the PlayStation Pro and the Xbox One X. And they're like, you're going to buy them? I'm like, I can't afford to, you know. I've got, I mean, I've got a fucking, you know, payments and stuff. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have it, but there's, there's there's a cutoff point, you know. And there's certain people out there who don't have that cutoff point and children especially. And if you give kids access to that kind of stuff, they're going to do it, and then they're also teaching themselves to do it on a regular basis. And I think it's shitty that there's companies out there that do that shit.
1: Absolutely, it's. I
0: love Blizzard, but the know, fact that they have a psychologist on fucking staff just for that. Imagine,
1: is imagine a little little
2: girl right she's playing a game where she is taking care of a bunch of like little cute adorable animals and one of the animals dies and the screen pops up and says for 400 gems by the way they don't use money cuz money mm. is something of value and the kids even understand that but they use things like gems they use things like tokens to so make it look like it's not money when it actually is to fool the kids even further and say for 400 gems you can bring this pet that you've you know, taken care of for over two weeks back to life. What are you gonna say to that child who's crying, inconsolable You gonna, gonna say no? No, you're gonna say, like, oh, fuck it, just, just, okay, fine, we're gonna, we're gonna add some gems to your account. And that is not an exaggeration, there are actual games just like that, where they prey on children, it's like their sympathy, their love for things, and then they, they basically kill them off or put them into precarious situations where you have to pay money to get them out. And that that sounds almost illegal. It should be illegal to me. And like when you prey on children psychologically like that, never mind adults. We know which is we're kind of accustomed to that all the time because we're you know, we're used to advertising, we're used to all the temptations in life. But the children, fuck that, man. You got to draw the line somewhere. I don't even have kids, and that ain't, that like pisses me off greatly.
1: Yeah, no, you and then that's where parenting comes in. You've got to you've got to explain that kind of stuff to him. And I and I try to do my best to do that with him. You know, I explain to him like this is these are video games. This is not real life. So, it's it's hard. It's hard because kids, you know, you've got to bring yourself down to their level to understand where they're coming from because their emotions are extremely different than yours.
2: Man, imagine if you're playing Final Fantasy 7 after the moment Aerith gets killed it says, For seven ninety nine, she can come back to life. How would how would like how would we have dealt with that as as, as like teenagers
0: and children? Uh, what the
2: fuck what the fuck would that have done to our mentality?
0: Uh, i have been like, ah, I wouldn't use her in my party anyway.
1: Uh, truthfully, if that would have happened to me back then I'd be like, the fuck? How am I gonna give you eight dollars? There ain't no internet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta mail it in with like a letter like, I'd like to bring Aerith back to life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Check your money order to Square Enix.
1: Could you send me yeah. the new disc, The Aerith Lives Edition?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that should <laughs> be probably the,
2: do that for the Final Fantasy VII. That's what I was going to say. So, In
1: the, the remake, part. they should make that DLC. Hell yeah! Well, let's let's move on to the next email because this continues the conversation about this is a big topic. It's,
2: it really is. That's why that, that's why I felt the need to talk about it last week and now because right, well, it's, this, it's
0: becoming no, huge now. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's good. It's good we're having this discussion. It's very important. So Antonio
1: writes in and says, Microtransactions and DLC, as long as they don't shove it in my face and constantly remind me that I don't have something cool, or that I don't have something that I'm cool. The last thing I want to do is pay 60 bucks for a game and then immediately feel like I need to pay more for a complete experience as soon as I boot up the game. The worst offender I've encountered is the vanilla version of The Crew. The start and menu screen is for the Calling All Units expansion, even though I don't have it. And all the DLC, none of which I have, is littered all over the map for me to see when I open the map. And, and and as I'm driving around, it's always there. To unlock more of Antonio's email, please purchase an unlock key, or you can wait until next week, and then it'll be free for Android users a week early ahead of iOS and PC.
0: Well, I'm an Android user, so we're good.
1: Will you'll get it next week. Okay. No, I I agree. Like I I hate it when a game is constantly pushing content I don't have in my face. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um, usually like the first splash screen in a lot of games too. Yeah. Like when you first boot up a game it says, "Oh, don't forget you you get to get the the DLC for, you know, 11.99, you know, and it's it's cool outfits and costumes and costumes and shit like that. And, or you can get this exclusive golden gun that kills everybody in one shot." <laughs> you, you want that $14.99.
1: $14.99, season pass. Come on, that's what they need. They just need a Peter Griffin gif that's just on the front screen, going, "Come on, yeah, you, you buy it yet? Come on, come on, come on, just buy it. Give me that money, boy." <laughs>
0: yeah, I swear, man. It's some of it is pretty egregious.
1: Yeah, It is, it is, and i I haven't played call. I haven't played the crew in ages, but wow, like that's. That's terrible.
2: That's why indie games recently have been just such refreshments to me. Because I like start Gulf Story on the Switch. It's not gonna ask me to buy anything, man. I bought the game, that's all there is to it. After I beat the game, I put it away. It's not a fucking service. I can, you know, play whenever I feel like it. And then, you know, you, you go back to other games like even Tekken, you know, with that whole pre order bonus and not having a character is like, Oh, she's she's there, but I can't play her. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Thanks guys. I mean like uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands did that. Where, like the first screen you see is like two fucking huge advertisements for DLC. And yes. it's like, come on. I mean the the game came out today.
2: Yeah. Ubisoft is pretty atrocious with that stuff in Dragon. Yeah. Assassin's Creed the same.
1: Season passes have just become accepted behavior at this point. And and it's it's kind of funny if you remember the first controversy over a season pass was BioShock Infinite. Because remember they announced it and they never told you what was in it? And now Man. that's common practice. Like, you're shocked when people tell you before you buy the season pass, what's in it? I don't know.
2: I still think it's bad practice for consumers to buy things that they don't know what the contents of are yet.
1: Well, I think it's bad practice to buy season passes at launch anyway because that shit goes on sale. Like, real hard. That it does.
2: I, put, I picked up the Neo season pass for like Seven dollars. And that content was amazing.
1: I'm still waiting on a sale for the Resident Evil 7 DLC. I have not bought it and I want to oh, play it.
2: So we never covered the uh the story that Neo is coming for PC, the Ultimate Edition with all the DLC and everything. That's sick, dude. Yeah. Neo on PC, that's awesome.
1: We also never covered that they announced the new Street Fighter character.
0: Who's but the new nobody Fighter cares character? about that. The Neo's, Neo's good,
2: Ziku? Though. Zeku? I don't even know what this character looks like.
1: Well, that's because every character in season two is new. Um, no. but Zeku is his name. He has a Strider costume, which is kind of crazy. Um, he's fr- he was first seen in Street Fighter Alpha 2. He is Guy's former teacher, who ah. who brought mm, okay. uh, taught him to master Bushin Ryu, the style of ninjutsu. Sure. So there you go. That's uh, that's a thing. Zeku Z- Zeku Street Fighter. Hey, that game's launching in January. Do you guys know that? The full game? What? The full Street Fighter 5 game?
2: Uh, the the arcade edition No, no, the,
1: it's finally done. Street Fighter 5 is finally done in January.
0: Took them 2
2: years.
1: 2 years. Good job, guys.
2: Oh, are they done with all the character releases? I then? don't
1: I don't know. I'm just making a joke. I'm just I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm just making the funnies over here.
2: Cuz I like at this point any dumb story about Street Fighter 5, I would believe. It's like, you you tell me that like, "Oh, all the characters are also starring in a beat beat 'em up live action movie. But are like, okay, sure. okay, okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's what Capcom does now. Yeah, you know, Capcom's weird because they did they did really well. I mean, they do consistently well with anything that's Monster Hunter. Yeah, like it's like their entire. Do you know, the, know what the they DLC do with the DLC? Free. It's for free. like months. Monster free, and they're awesome. All these, all these missions, all these costumes, weapons, items completely and utterly free. No microtransactions whatsoever.
0: They're just supporting Link, the game. For Christ's sakes.
2: Yeah, it can be Link. It can be Samus. You can be fucking Sonic the Hedgehog as one of your little pet guys. But anyway, it's awesome, but then you go to games like Street Fighter and, and this is terrible.
0: I don't get it. Let's just, see how Monster Hunter World does.
2: Yeah, I'm curious about that too, but I think Capcom in general has such a... I mean, I think the Monster Hunter division of Capcom is so independent of the rest of what Capcom does from what we've seen because they're, they are a force to be reckoned with, you know? Because they're one of the biggest uh, you know, factors of uh, Capcom being successful thanks to the, all the money that they make from Japan, especially. So uh, I hope they continue their independence and uh, out of shitty tactics.
1: Alright, I'm heading over to Twitter. To the Twitter! Yeah. Mookie says... You motherfuckers better be finishing soma this Halloween, you bitches.
0: That responded. is
1: that is not happening.
0: <laughs> I thought I said it's all up to Ken. He's the one playing it.
1: Yeah, I deleted it all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, there you go. There's there's the answer. That's such a shame. Soma deserves her time, man. That's a good. We thing. only had like an hour left. I did we? I, I was just
1: getting so tired of dealing with that guy. Stressing me out.
0: With the dick guy?
1: Yeah, the dick guy. He was stressing yeah. me out. I just
2: wanted to show you his dick, man. I penis, don't know what the problem. I, is. I
1: don't. Me and Penis Pete, we don't want to hang out, okay? Mm-hmm. Stick your hand into the vagina like a good boy can. Jesus. No. Uh, he also says, "So excited about Stranger Things season two! So bring at Netflix that Michael Jackson song trailer. Got me all hyped again. I have not watched the trailer for this because I'm going in. Either. I'm going in fresh, baby.
0: It's That's it exactly great. the great. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great. There is a show on Netflix that me and Laura just finished. We binged it this weekend. It's called Mindhunter. That's a fantastic show.
1: I put it on my list. I'm trying to finish Lore, but um, that's on Amazon Video. It's interesting, but god damn the guy that does the narration, he sounds like that sp- like text to speech program. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be talking to be like in 1980 five there was things that happened like just like, like are you are you Captain Kirk? What is going on? Like it just it's really weird, but it's an interesting show. It's only six episodes, I'm on like four. So Uh Soma is your new Xenogears, Drew, so finish it with Ken. This ain't me. I know. I know. It's this cool. is all kin. That's, that's what I love about it. I can totally. Everybody's know. blaming
0: my ass. I was just sitting there watching.
1: You're see, this is what you get for being the organizer. This is what Jay was talking about earlier. He's not the leader. You're the leader. You set everything up. You make it happen.
0: This place all the blame asked, on Drew
2: alone. Every time, time I ask
0: you to raid, nobody answers. So fuck it. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, according to the cynical
1: Brit, being able to use real money for random loot makes games similar to gambling. What do you think? Oh, we've been over this so many times. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I don't like the gambling comparison, but I get it. I do. I feel. I feel like gambling is a separate thing for me. Maybe that's just my brain ab- ability to separate the two actions. But
0: I, I would say this because there's a difference between gambling and, and this kind of stuff in video games. I'm playing a video game to play the game. I'm gambling to make money.
1: Yeah, I. I feel like it, that's a good. That's a good way to explain
0: it so it's it's basically the opposite reason i'm playing i'm playing a video game to have fun and also spending money in it or i'm spending money to play a game so i can make money
2: what if well think about it this way there were people that were um let's see uh okay the call uh, not call did it counter strike go right huge huge player base and one of the things that people like to do is they gamble on the loot boxes, and obviously there's a huge marketplace to buy and sell rare items. So you do gamble on it, you get the item. The item isn't worth anything by itself, but you can sell it, it when it's so you can make money off of it. So doesn't that mean gambling one, one extra step?
0: Yes and no, it depends. You know, I'm, I, obviously, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm gambling whenever I buy loot boxes in Overwatch. No, yeah, but I don't. You know,
2: we're not talking about Overwatch. I'm talking about like you can't sell like you're sick. You know, Zenyeda skin that we just got from a Blizzard marketplace. Uh, you, but you can do that in other games like Dota 2, for example. You can do that. You can also do that for Counter-Strike. So would you consider those situations where you can, you can actually make money from the, the gambling inside the games to be gambling and not so much the other stuff like Overwatch where you can't sell uh, the, I suppose you can sell your account at the end of the day because that's how you, you, you uh, people that made a lot of money. My friend sold his World of Warcraft account. With a lot of the server first downs and unique weapons for over thousand and five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, there's a gambling aspects of to that too. So you have to think about like where do you draw the line? And I think for me, if you can sell the thing directly for money and you can make a profit out of it, that is the gambling. But you also have to regulate because we we've gone over the like Nate, the G, extremely, like
1: Nate and orangey You gotta regulate. God Native damn, word? nobody's gonna get that one. That was, song was like. like I know the who world. G is. Like, that uh, dude, was the world when I was, like, in the early 90s. That song was.
2: I, I have no idea. Your music references mostly go over my head. <laughs> uh, I think it's a part of I'm just not white enough for a lot of those songs. Yeah, that,
1: I that's know. a. That's, t- no i just say, I'm Warren
0: just, G. wide The Warren right, G. No, is dude, don't not. Don't wide,
1: is. He's, he's, yeah, okay. We're just going to leave that alone. All right, we're going to move on because my next tweet is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Papa Shuffler. He says, "I love how John goes off on microtransactions and full price games, then switches to how good FIFA is."
0: I don't think he spends anything on I, it.
1: I know. John replied to this, by the way.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah, what yeah, did he yeah. say? he okay. says,
1: "I see your point, but luckily, uh, Ultimate Team is a separate part of the FIFA games and does not impact the story or career modes." So there you go. Uh Mookie says the new Voltron is awesome and fits for new fans really is. and anime lovers. You guys should give all three seasons a try, dude. I can. I, I've had the strong, I've had the hardest time getting through that show.
0: I've, I liked it.
1: I've watched it four times, and every time I stop watching during an episode.
2: It's just not for you, man. Stop watching. You don't have to force yourself. It's not mandatory. I loved
1: Voltron as a kid, though. That's what's weird about it. I don't...
2: You, you fall out of love with things. It happens, man. It's fine.
1: And also, I think I'm kind of bitter towards it, because Voltron started, what, last year? They they introduced um, that last year? Maybe. And it's already got four seasons, and yet Castlevania only has one.
0: And it's four oh, episodes. I'm, I'm waiting for that full Castlevania season. Yes. Since. God, so, Castlevania is yeah. so fucking good.
1: Yes, it is. I cannot wait. Please,
2: this is not a bar fight.
0: <laughs> That's good lines in that little short. I like how he said uh, it was during the bar fight. He's like, uh, I'm Trevor fucking Belmont. I haven't lost a man or a beast. And he's like, please stop hitting me
2: in
1: the testicles.
2: Is <laughs> begging them. It's like, ah, oh, goddammit.
1: Blue Apple Blue wants to know what are your thoughts on non sanctioned modding of single player games? Uh, what if it was sanctioned by the devs like with Bethesda?
2: I think modding is, is, as long as it's not paid modding, Yeah, they bought your game, they can do what they want with it. Like That's the basic idea. As long as they're not making a profit out of it, it's, it's free game in my book.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I, I have no problem with modifications. I think that stuff's uh-huh. cool. I love seeing videos of people playing like the Avengers in Grand Theft Auto. I think that's neat. Mookie says, I got a legendary orc from the golden chest. He rebelled. I shamed him many times. Then I had to let him go and end his life. Hashtag heartbroken.
2: I haven't played Shadow Wars. I don't know the significance that. You do that. get
1: attached to those orcs in that game. There's, there's some pretty comical orcs in that game. Uh, Charlie says, just a quick note to say that even though I don't tweet very much, I still love the show. I listen to your reviews far more than other sites. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you. Uh, Mookie says, I hate those ambushes, I hate it when allied orcs uh, rebel, and I hate those enemy drakes. They're the new jerks of the Shadow of War game. Uh, It has a lot of improvements from the first game. I'm loving them, but can we delay the Fractured Butthole for a month, please? Sorry, it's not. not No.
2: Fractured Butthole takes priority for me. Uh,
1: Dustin says, your impressions of evil within will heavily affect if I want to pick it up or not since I had zero hype for this game. Well, rewind about an hour. Mm-hmm. And you can get it. Uh, you, you've already
2: heard it. Pretty yeah, yeah. Very, very positive,
1: all things considered. Yes, I think that's a very solid sequel. Yep, yep. Uh, Dustin also says With WiiWare shutting down, I hope they can re release some of the games you can only play there, such as the Rebirth Collection from Konami. I wouldn't count on it, but yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Can't wait for South Park. I've been in a gaming rut for a while, anticipating Mario, but South Park will distract me for a week. It's good? But yeah, fucking Mario. God damn it. Come on, you little Italian plumber. Get in my controller. Jesus. I want that game so bad. (laughs) Uh, Vampires or werewolves?
0: Vampires have been played out.
2: You think so? Yeah, I have the same feeling, but at the same time I just like the lore of vampires more than werewolves. Yeah,
1: Werewolf lore is kind of boring.
2: The thing about all the great vampire movies, and think about all the great werewolf movies. There's not many.
1: You want you want to you want something really interesting? If you have Amazon Video, watch the first episode of Lore. Lore. It's called Lore. L O R E. I was talking about earlier.
0: What exactly is the show? So
1: it was a podcast that this guy does, and he does research on like um, historical events, and they're usually kind of you know. Like, one of them is about changelings, if that tells you anything. Okay. So, and he goes through, like, these actual events that happen to actual people about these things. Uh, And the first episode is super interesting if you're interested in the lore of some creatures. That's what I'll say. Um, I I was shocked when they got to the end and told me what that episode was about. Hmm. But it's cool. You have it. You have Amazon Prime, so you have Amazon Video, so yes I do I would watch that that show is uh, it's interesting if you can get by the guy's voice the way he talks kind of throws me off but it's been interesting so far there's a there's one episode on the um, the invention of the lobotomy
0: oh I know a lot about that one yeah that's uh, that's that's
2: a grand reality of the early days of psychiatric
1: yep and they they literally tell the story of the guy who invented it and what he went through and all that stuff. it's really interesting I yeah. highly recommend that show. It's very, very. That fun.
0: sounds that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I like those those kind of like documentary stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jay should tweet a pic of his death count in Cuphead. huh, I could probably do that.
2: I got to near the end of the second, a world. I think the last time I looked at it was something like forty, forty something. I don't know. But I figured it'd be in
1: single digits. What's wrong with you?
2: Oh, dude! Now nah, I'm just bad at video games. You all know this. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I like screwing around that game, that game a lot. I try to do a lot of like phase shifts using the uh, the teleportation thing, so I do a lot of risky maneuvers just to see if I can. So I'm not playing to like stay alive as much as I can. But uh, overall, I, I still need to go back to that game and finish it, and I will. And uh, once I do, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet out the uh, the death counter. That'd be fun.
1: What horror game should I play this month? Fatal Frame Two, Silent Hill One, or Amnesia?
0: Fatal Frame Two.
2: I'm curious if he's actually if you played all of them or if you not played any of them.
1: I, I uh, don't think you should go back and play Silent Hill One.
2: Silent Hill One has not aged well. Any, no.
1: Every PlayStation game has not aged well unless it was a 2D side scroller.
2: Uh, some some better than others, but I do I do agree with you. Uh, if those early early 3D models they just don't look good, no. the gameplay is not yeah. good But uh, as Drew has said, uh, Fatal Frame 2 is an excellent game. Yes. And uh, I highly recommend that one. That one has aged fairly well, actually.
1: Yeah, I think Fatal Frame 2 by far would be my choice in that. I have not played Amnesia. I've heard good things. But Fatal Frame 2 is such an underrated gem.
2: Yeah. Amnesia is great, but Fatal Frame 2 is... Is like a very iconic classic to me Like in my in my mind
1: Yeah that so. series never got the respect it deserved And I think 1 and 2 are some of the best horror games ever made
2: Even even 3 was good too But they really screwed up the pooch When they decided not to bring the Wii version yeah. I mean the Wii Fatal Frame game over here No they're they're brought it, they brought it from, over
1: yeah. They just It was digital only
2: uh, Are you talking about the Wii game? The Wii U game sorry no, no, the Wii U game, yes, but the Wii game, they didn't. They skipped, you know, one entry into the franchise, which was really dumb. Because that game was actually pretty good. And then the Wii U version of uh, Wii U Fatal Frame was like a dumbed-down version of the other Fatal Frame games. Yeah, so I, it was, it's my, like, least favorite game of all the Fatal Frame games. So. The
1: fact that they only brought it over digital is the reason I never bought that game, because I don't trust Nintendo's digital licenses. Yeah, you're right not to. So I, that makes me sad I've never played that game. I hope it comes back somewhere i
2: do i do like using the wii u uh, gamepad for the camera i thought that was great
0: i'll tell you a really good one that that nobody really played was silent hill shattered memories
2: yeah that's fantastic
0: it was on the wii and it was one of those it was one of the first ones where you had just had to run because you couldn't fight and the way it fucked with your mind like a lot like how um until dawn did whenever you had to choose like what you're afraid of and shit like that the game would watch you, how you looked at stuff, how which way you went, and then tailor the levels according to way how you played.
2: Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a pretty unique game, and I will say next to Silent Hill 2, that's my second favorite Silent Hill game. No, oh.
1: yeah, it a lot of the stuff on the Wii really bums me out because I never played a lot of it because I hated those fucking controllers. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: For that game, especially, you use the Wiimote to kind of control his flashlight, and it actually worked really well. And also, he got like phone call and phone messages. so You would ha- put the remote next to your ear. I thought uh, you know that's something that No More Heroes did as well, and I think that's a good use of that controller as well. So oh, it no. also came out on PS2 and the the PSP actually. So yeah, I've, I, I
1: have I I will never argue that those are neat things, but they're a hundred percent not for me. No. Like, yeah, just sure. just give me a straight-up fucking controller, please. <laughs> uh, Dustin also says, I'm thinking I'm in the minority when I'm not that thrilled with the fall lineup of games. I have South Park, Mario, and Xenoblade. That's it. That's still pretty fucking good, dude. I
2: know, dude. Like, it's, <laughs> let's not be greedy here. You're talking about South Park, which I hear is uh, like a 25, 30-hour game, if you do everything, right? You talk or Mario... You get, you're you getting a new, new Mario 64, you know, Super Spiritual Successor, and you're getting Xenoblade 2, which we honestly didn't think it was going to happen. And, you know, we're getting it this year, and if it's gonna, anything like the original Xenoblade Chronicles, it's going to be like 100 hours long. So, yeah, that's a lot of hours of video games for your fall, so you're good, man.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're good. Uh, he says there's other games like Wolfenstein I want to play, but it's more of a discount purchase for me next year. That makes me sad.
2: Sure, or you know, give it a nice rental. I think uh, Wolfenstein's a good rental for me.
1: Oh, Wolfenstein! Oh, that first one was so good.
0: It was good. It was so good. But, very good.
2: You know, I, I played it once. I beat it, and then I didn't really feel. There's no need to go back. No, no.
1: Playing it agains, and it made me sad that the old blood wasn't as good. That made me sad because mm-hmm. man, I was like, oh, we're getting another Wolfenstein so fast. Oh yeah, and then I played it, and I'm like, it's fine, but it ain't yeah it ain't the new order good
0: who, who, who's the one that develops that machine machine
1: games, games former um uh, the star breeze guys they did um riddick, riddick and the darkness and okay. uh remember uh was it enclave remember that game mm-hmm. for the original xbox the third person fantasy action game yep pretty good actually not a bad game mm-hmm. Those guys, those are one of those developers that nobody really pays attention to, that anything they make, I would probably enjoy.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had Id help out with some of that stuff in Wolfenstein. Yeah,
1: Yeah. probably. I mean, they're under the same company, so why not? Yeah. But that is all the tweets. Uh, If you do want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you'd rather send us an email, like Mookie, you can't tweet what he sent. Oh, man, yeah. uh, you can send them to podcasts At ZTGD.com We'll read those on the air and We'll talk about them uh, If you want to follow us individually Drew is at DMO Fury J is at J. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD Which I have to say I was declined from my first request For um, Verified status this week So yeah I'm there baby You were de- de- declined? I was declined yeah
0: why, exactly? I don't know. Did they say why?
1: No, they just say, blah, 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 you've been declined. I'm like, but I'm real. I'm really real, I swear.
0: Yeah. Do you, how this many
2: followers do fake... you need for that?
1: There's no follower count limit. Really? No, because I've seen people with like 500 followers have it, and I've seen people with like 4 million followers have it. So that's That's confusing. There's no minimum. You just have to prove that you are who you say you are, and that you're... Actually, somebody that's not just a random person tweeting. So I'm gonna
0: be somebody.
1: I was just trying to get it verified for the site because then you get more exposure and more people would see our links. Okay, but I got declined, so there you go. will
0: try again later, I guess.
1: Yeah, they let you try like once every six months or something. I think I can't remember.
0: I'll give it a shot. See if I'm an internet celebrity.
1: You should totally do it. If you get it before me, I'm going to be so pissed, Drew.
0: Oh, i it. I'm doing <laughs> oh, it Drew, you got to get it, now, it tomorrow. Man. Then how do you apply?
1: No, nah, I don't care. There, I think you just—if you do a Google search for Twitter verified, that's how I found it. Okay. There's like a form you got to fill out and all that stuff. It's yeah. But there you go. Uh, but yeah, shoot us emails, send us some tweets. Um, it's crazy. It's October. We're li- we're officially three weeks out from the launch of the Xbox One X, so new hardware. Uh, for the next three weeks, we have some of the biggest games coming out of the year. Um, we also officially don't have enough time to play all of said games.
0: Nope.
1: So there's that, Drew. When you get in a Switch, so you can play Mario.
0: Yeah, no. I guess when I get married. Wait, <laughs> when
1: you're gonna
2: get married, you're gonna buy a Switch? How does that work?
0: I will put it on my registry. Does to
1: say he's gonna put it on his <laughs> wedding registry? Somebody give me a Switch. Well, you shouldn't have a problem getting them now. I saw three at Best Buy yesterday when I was out. Oh, that reminds me. I touched it. I touched the X.
2: Did, did it give you a nice nice tingly feeling?
1: I had to walk away with a book over my crotch.
0: Oh, my God. No, nah, I'm kidding.
1: No, they uh, Best Buy started putting up these like uh, demo units of systems like um, to show you what they look like. So I was like, is this real? Because I, I thought it was fake. You know, I was like, this is probably like a shell or something. So I went over and I was like, reach around the back of it. I gave it a reach around. What's up? Um, but no, it had all the ports.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, if I had a so
1: screwdriver... We already
2: know you're an Xbox fanboy. I think you're going a little over the top with your character now, so you got to tone it down a little bit. I'm just having box. fun. But
1: no, I, I was like, if I had a screwdriver, I could just take these screws out and take this thing home. What's up?
2: Man arrested at <laughs> which place? That's <laughs> <Best behind. laughs> Best Buy trying to steal a kiosk system. Yeah, that would be unit. a good story, man. That's dedication, Ken. I think you know, Phil Spencer at <laughs> that Ohio point man
0: should... r- arrested at Best Buy.
1: Yeah, because I, I couldn't wait three weeks. Oh, the yeah. horrors. He's,
2: he's, he's, Phil Spencer himself should fly over to your house and he should hand totally, you the brand new one.
1: He should totally post my bail if I get arrested for trying to steal the demo kiosk. Yeah, that'd be though. good...
2: That'd be a that'd be a good uh, publicity stunt for them, I think.
1: Absolutely, no, I'm excited. I can't wait to get that thing. Like I'm playing these games right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I did boot up Shadow of War on my PC to see what it's going to look like on my X. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Uh
1: huh. And I did the downsampling. I, I bumped it up to 4K and downsampled it to 1080P because I don't have a 4K monitor. Right. Um uh, That that game looks really good on the PC, and uh, it is a play anywhere title, which I did not know. So when you buy it on Xbox One, you get the PC version. Huh. That's good. So that was pretty nice. Uh, also, I still don't know why people hate the Windows Store. I loaded up my store and hit download, and I was playing it. Hmm. I mean, obviously, it took a while to download because it's a 4K asset game, so it was like 70 gigs. But people hate it
2: because it's not Steam, and everyone just only loves Steam.
1: I, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying people don't have legitimate problems with the store. If there's a complaint I had about the Windows Store, is that like you have to go into Add Remove Programs to delete the game because there's not, like, a way to delete it from the Microsoft Store. Mm-hmm. But, like, finding the game and installing it, and then it booted up and played just fine on my machine.
2: It's so. probably better than you play, so there's something.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then again, I'm used to the Xbox ecosystem, and at this point, the Microsoft Store on the PC and the Store on the Xbox One are pretty much the same thing. Okay. So I'm just kind of used to it I know where to find my library and all that stuff So But I don't know, I'm excited Like I said, a bunch of my games downloaded X assets Over the weekend So You know, Force is ready uh, Agents of Mayhem put a patch up So
2: Well I'm sure you're going to be spending a lot of hours in that game man. I'm
1: going to boot it up to see it Because on Xbox One currently It's very muddy And frame rate's pretty bad so I'll be interested mm-hmm. to see how much work they actually did on the X patch. So, but no, that is it. It's awesome time. Lots of games flying around right now. So, hope you enjoy playing them in March. You know when you have time. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Does anybody has anything else? No,
2: I'm gonna watch the New York Giants go zero six today. So that's <laughs> exciting.
1: I feel so bad for them.
2: This is the first year I decided to follow football as a sport, and I I picked the Giants because my friend told me the Gi- Giants are generally pretty good. And then this is the worst season they've ever had, in their, like, and they're like they lost history.
1: they lost their two star receivers; they're both out yeah. of the year. Uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And Eli is finally on his decline, and it's just sad to watch.
2: Is it, I picked the worst times and the worst teams to pick to follow. It's, it's, you you did. I don't know why I did this to myself.
1: I have watched 3 Giants games so far and every game I've just sat there and went like <sighs>
2: This is depressing, dude. I feel I bad have, for I should that have picked team. the Jets. That's...
1: Yeah, the Jets are winning right now and they're 3 and 2. What's up with that? Yeah. I don't know. Jets are apparently
2: a pretty decent team this year. But uh yeah, that's it. that's it, right? Yep, that's it. So we're out of here.
1: Bye. Already. And it goes something like this. <laughs> Epic fail.
2: The end for G. Mario
1: Zero Dollar.
0: This
1: is going to be a very interesting episode.
0: Gavin Talk! Greetings, programs! I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4T radio lair. The are back! Uh, and... I'm always... You're a Wolverine! Play games!
2: Not hot boys No bad boys allowed.
1: Uh, and, then I, and, and then I killed the dragon. When and then I killed no, the, the dragon. The dragon.